Tyler. Hello. Tell me about esports in the Olympics. Oh what my. is this fucking nonsense? Oh my fucking god. So they've officially decided to add esports to the Olympics, apparently. Alright. <clears throat> so one would think, and maybe I'm just crazy in this, but if someone told me, hey, the Olympics has added esports, what do you think they're adding? Like what comes to your mind? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Like, uh, CSGO or like something like that? Yeah, like stuff like that would come to your mind, right? Like the biggest games in esports, you would think that's what they would add to the esports of the Olympics. Something like Dota or CSGO or Rocket League or, you know, any of those. those, those like a fighting game or something. Any of those big big time games right so what did they add not that they added not not that at all so is it some weird like chess thing or something uh chess is one of the games i'm trying to find i'm trying to find the uh the list of titles chess makes sense I like okay, so they sure. have virtual archery, baseball, oh. chess, cycling, dance, motorsport, sailing, taekwondo, and tennis. Uh, so hey, oh no, it gets it gets better. So like is this all in VR? Nope. <clears throat> None of it is. So for the motorsport portion of esports, you'll you'll be competing by playing the original Gran Turismo. Uh, for the dance esport, you'll be playing the game Just Dance. So the Gran Turismo one like yep. The PlayStation 1 yep. version? I mean, I'm sure it'll be a remaster on like a maybe a higher console, but yes, the original Gran Turismo from the original PlayStation. Fucking what? And Just Dance, my understanding is they'll be doing it using some kind of like Kinect esque thing. Fucking what? Like motion sensor capture cameras. Just like you would do on the Xbox back when the Kinect was a thing. This makes no sense at all. Chess is is chess, but then a bunch of these other games, like the archery one, for example, is a yeah. game called Tic Tac Bow. Okay. Which is a mobile game. <laughs> of course. And actually, it would appear... That most of these games are mobile games? Are mobile games. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, if you wanted to train for the Olympics, you could go on the uh, Apple Play Store right now and download Tic Tac Bow. Huh. So, Z the racing, the bicycle one is a bicycle game called Z Zwift. That looks like it's an actual, an actual game. Right. Chess is just the online from like chess.com. Right. 
Taekwondo, huh. my understanding, is also a... Uh... Oh, no, that one's kind of like Use a Connect as well. And then Tennis and Sailing, I believe, uh, look like mobile games. Tennis Clash and Virtual Regatta. Yeah, which you can download. Both of those, Tennis Clash and Virtual Regatta, you can download on the Play Store or the App Store right now. Huh. So... Mobile games like are inherently pay to win. Yep. So how would that work in the Olympics? They just like give them a base fucking version yep. on a phone. I. <laughs> well, it should be really easy because. <clears throat> no, I'll, I'll uh, full disclosure. I'll start off by saying I did not do my due diligence here, but sure. uh, my understanding from a few of the articles I've read is a bunch of these mobile apps are actually made by developers in Singapore. Okay. Which is where this Olympics is taking place. Oh, I see now. I see now. Someone's yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in typical Olympic sporting fashion, you know, capitalism prevailed and some friends of some friends <laughs> are uh, making some money. <laughs> yeah, that's about the gist of it, yeah. Okay, this makes a ton more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, all right then. That's... I just, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. <laughs> like, I mean, people are gonna like look at this and be like, "Oh, I can download this on my phone and fuck around with it right now. Maybe I'm good enough and I can go to the Olympics." Like that thought has crossed my mind, where it's like, "Oh, why don't yeah, I sure. just download this fucking boat regatta on my phone?" And just start fucking seeing how hard it is. Yeah, and just practicing and fucking yeah, 108 I mean, days till the Olympics. Like fucking, maybe I can make it in there. Like who knows? Yeah, but huh. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me that if you're gonna add esports and you're gonna try and draw a crowd of people to watch and listen, especially if you're doing like this in Singapore, like they have esports is big over there too, right? So why yeah. wouldn't you have? something like Dota or League yeah. of Legends or like one of these massive, massive games that already legitimately fill out arenas around the world when they have tournaments. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, that's... I don't quite understand it, but yeah, I don't either. Cause like esports is way bigger, you know, in foreign places than here, right? Like it's, it's popular here, but it's nowhere near like the level it is overseas, right? So you yeah. think it would capitalize on that, but I guess it's just someone <laughs> greasing someone else's pockets. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. The whole theme thing seems off and sketchy to me, but to each their own, I suppose. That's that's some FIFA level stuff. <laughs> yeah, it sure fucking is. Uh... Never change Olympics. <laughs> so stupid. That is, yeah. I'm, I morbidly want to watch that part of the Olympics now just to see what a fucking shit show it is. <laughs> I, I probably was, even if they added a big game, I probably wasn't going to be watching it. But I, uh, I certainly won't be watching now. <laughs> yeah. I've I've no interest to tune into the Olympics to watch some kids play mobile games. Just no, no that's a hard pass. 
Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so here's another thing that's ridiculous. Fucking AMC. Being fucking AMC again. Gonna fucking charge fucking location-based seating at their movie theaters. Mm. Which, like... Okay, if they said, like, hey, the shitty seats are cheaper, and that's what they're gonna do, okay, sure. But we all know this just means that, like, the shitty seats are gonna become the normal ticket price. Yeah. And then anything else is gonna be an increase, which, like... Ah, man, I get theaters were hit hard during the pandemic, but, like, that's not a reason that's that's not selling me on going back. (laughs) No, and, like, the other thing, too, is, like, They've been raising prices across the board. Like, I went and saw Ant-Man recently. Right. And, like, it it was good, but, like, hot dogs went up. Yeah. The hot dog poutine combo I normally get, which I, like, I swear to God, because I used to get it all the time. Yeah, I've gotten that combo tens yeah. of times. It was, like, 12 or $13. It's, like, 20 bucks now. Yeah. And, like... The wife always gets like her something to drink and popcorn, which was usually in the neighborhood of like the ten dollar range, and now it's like fifteen. And like we used to go there, and we would spend probably between thirty and forty dollars on like snacks and stuff. Yeah. And now when we go there, we're spending closer to sixty dollars to buy fucking yeah. snacks and stuff. Yeah. On top of the tickets that have gone up, like, thank God I've joined that stupid Cineplex program club thing oh, yeah. sure sure because like even normal tickets are like 16 or 17.99 and that's a normal ticket like it goes up if you go into the avx room and oh, it totally. goes up if you get fucking d box and it goes up if you get 3d yep. we went and saw avatar because the wife had never tried the d box seats we're like okay it's in 3d we'll get d box those are like 24 dollars a ticket or something like that yeah it's ridiculous <clears throat> it's it's part of the reason, like, that my urge to, like, actually physically go to a theater is, like, fucking plummeted. It's, like, A, it's expensive as fuck, and B, it's, like, a movie's gotta really be, like, on my watch list, where it's, like, I wanna see this on a big screen, and, like, yeah. Yeah, well, and there ha- for me, there hasn't been a ton. Like, Avatar, I waited so I could see it on a big screen, and sure. Ant-Man, I was, like, okay, hey, I wanna see this on a big screen. But I mean, aside from that, there's not a ton where I'm like, nope, this has to be a big theater experience for me. But I don't understand. I didn't go to business school. I'm not a CEO or a top level exec. So maybe I'm just, you know, naive to the whole situation and how business economics work. But I don't know. Like if you get hit that fucking hard during the pandemic and you're like, okay, shit, we got to like, we got to get back up on our feet. I would think that a slow and steady wins the race kind of thing, like build back your brand, bring back your, your diehards and your crowd, do fun little things to entice people to come to the theater. But instead it's like, uh, okay, well the shareholders aren't seeing a ton of profit. We need to be eking out profit. The fastest way to do that is we're just going to fucking add dollars on absolutely everything so that the people that are coming are just going to be paying us more. It's a quick way to boost revenue. But then all the people who are like, oh, theaters were already expensive, but now they're even more expensive, so I'm out. Like, in my head, I would just think that would be more damaging, that it would 
do the opposite of boosting revenue because I would not go as much anymore. Yeah, you would think. I mean, and it, like if you're going to raise prices, like gradually do it. But it seems like they just took like a 40% fucking increase and just attached it on everything and was like, hopefully no one notices. And it's just like, yeah, it turns out people did. So it's like, it was like one fucking, what was it? It was, I think a couple of months ago we talked where Cineplex like blatantly just like said they were fucking adding a fee to like pay online or something. Like they didn't mm-hmm. even sugarcoat it. They were just like, yeah, we're just charging for this now. Yeah. It's just like, fucking what? Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, we've, we've added a, that when that one really bugged me because like you used to be able to walk into Cineplex, like our Cineplex anyway. And yeah. there were several of those machines. Yeah. Like as soon as you walk in the door, you turn to your right and you could either buy tickets from a person or you could go up and do the touch screen and buy your tickets there. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Fine. They've taken a bunch of those machines out. I honestly, the last time I was in there, I don't even, I didn't even notice them. So I don't even know if they're still there. You can still buy tickets at the concession stands, though. But let's say oh, you, can you, yeah. But let's say you want to see Avatar with your wife and your two fucking kids, right? Avatar is a big movie. It's playing in the main main screening room there, and the AVX with the 3D and all that other stuff. That's a hard gamble to show up and have to wait in line for ten to fifteen minutes to get to the front of the concession line, in hopes. That when you do get there, that there are a enough tickets, or b enough tickets close to each other, or c that there are tickets in a decent spot. Totally. Like it's definitely shuffled. Where like if you don't book online, like you don't get the good seats, but they're yep. charging you more for that luxury, despite the fact that they talk everywhere that you know the planet and reduce, and we're trying to go all digital because we want to save paper and therefore save trees. Uh, but because we have to save trees and save paper and save millions in fucking cost of having paper and everything, we're going to save money, but we're also going to charge you more. Like it's a, it's a blatant double fucking dip. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, that's like, say that about a lot of things in Canada, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it just, it irritates me. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like. Yeah. So I don't know when like the whole pandemic started and you and I were talking that like the future is definitely going to be streaming, but theaters are still going to be there because there'll be diehards who want to see certain things on certain screens. And I was all for it. I was like, Hey, well this, this is a good blend. It gives more people options and I'm more for it because you can pay $20 and rent the whole thing at home. Yep. <clears throat> but if theaters keep going up this way, then I don't know. I might switch sides and just be like, all right, cool. Crash and burn. Yeah, like I'm at the point, like, and I talked about it during the pandemic. I was one of the tons of people that decided to invest in a home theater system because it was like, I can't see movies and I still want to watch them and I want them to look and sound good. I have the theater experience at home. (laughs) Like, and a theater enticing me back. Well, and all they're doing is raising prices. Like, okay, I'll just stay home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? No, exactly. You know, so they, it's like if they want to keep this shit up, then like, so fucking be it. If we start losing movie theaters, then whatever, I'll adjust. Because, like, in the last six months, I went and saw two movies in theaters, and honestly, like, it wouldn't have broken my heart if I had to wait and watch them at home. 
I could have watched either of those at home, and it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Totally. Like, yeah. Okay. This kind of... This leads into an old man rant that I have. About Netflix? Movies are too fucking long. Uh, Some of them. So, a couple of weeks ago, I tried to watch the new Black Panther movie. Yeah. Got like an hour and a half through. Wasn't really hitting with me, and I was like, uh... Okay, how much is left? If there's like 15, 20 minutes left, which I assumed, because it's a fucking Marvel movie, I was like, I'll like slug through it. Checked, there was still a fucking hour and a half left. Fucking Black Panther does not need to be close to three hours. And at that point, I was just like, man, fuck this. And I just turned it off. I was like, I, I still have times are, are too long for a lot of movies nowadays. I don't know why people think three hours for an average movie is good. <laughs> no, I uh, haven't seen the new Black Panther yet. I had no idea that it was that long. But Yeah, it's like two hours and 50 minutes or something. And I was just like, uh, like I got to the point where I was like, okay, if there's 15 minutes left, like I'll, whatever, I'll see you to the end of this. But I looked and I was like, okay, there's an hour and a half left and absolutely nothing in this movie is doing it for me. I was like, goodbye. Like... <laughs> Why do people think three hours is is a normal runtime? Like, get the fuck out of here. I, mean, I don't think it's normal, but I do think... Uh, more maybe increasingly common? Or maybe I just started to notice it lately? No, it definitely has become more... Incre- like, it's becoming more common with movies, but I'm not opposed to it in all regards. Like, No, like... Like, I look back and I think, like, I don't know, like, I would watch The Departed for three hours. I would watch... No, I- an entourage movie for three fucking hours. No, Anything like that, but not all of them. <laughs> like, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, talking about and how you feel about this, because, like, Avatar, as, like, cool as it was, that movie was too fucking long, man. Yeah. For what was going and on and stuff, it was like, okay, the novelty very quickly wore off, where it's like, hey, cool, high-tech, you know, CGI in a fucking, in this movie and stuff, but I was like, all right, come on, dude, like, something happened, come on, please. And then by the end, I was like, holy fuck, just end it. Just end the thing. Yeah, and it's like, if your movie, like, is paced well and is is a good three hours, like, that's fine. And because I had this thought after, because, like, it was, like, a next weekend, or it was a following weekend, and I wanted to rewatch Interstellar. That movie's three hours long. Totally deserves a three-hour runtime. It's amazing. And I was, like, not bored in the slightest, and I was like, okay. That justifies a three-hour runtime, but fucking a Marvel movie that, like, no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Like, I agree. Just, why? I don't why? remember. I don't remember what movie it was either. But there was like a movie I was like, I was gonna watch the other day at home, and I was like, ah, uh, maybe I should finally sit down and watch this. Like, it is interesting. And then I clicked on it. And then, yeah, I saw it was like two hours and 45 minutes. And I was like, I kind of want to see this movie. I don't, I just, I'm not prepared. and I don't have the time to sit down for almost three hours right now. So I'm just going to not. And that movie is just like sitting in the queue for me to eventually watch. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but it makes it a little Dude. harder to digest if you're busy. Yeah, totally. It's like increasingly I'll look at a runtime and be like, yeah, no, that's, uh, I just don't have the time for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. So. But I also wanted to talk about Netflix while we were talking about AMC and movie theater prices. Oh, yes. Netflix is just infuriating me these days. Yep. <clears throat> yep. It was like, we're, we're, we're done with Netflix. We've I, had it. I kind of wondered because you were someone that was sharing a password. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like a, a, uh, tradesy kind of deal, right? Like, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll just say it. Like, I'm, I was under my mom and my dad's Netflix account. Yeah. That was the deal. And in exchange, I gave them access to my Prime and to my Plex. Mm hmm. So it was like, uh, yeah. I'll, tr- I'll share this with you. You share that with me. I kept seeing that the password sharing was coming and then sure shit. One day I popped open Netflix and I was at home and I got a prompt and it was like, Hey, this is starting on February 27th. So you need to pick a primary location. Yep. And I was like, okay, cool. This isn't going to work. My parents are snowbirds. Yep. So they live in Arizona six months out of the year. Yep. I can't set my house up here in Canada as the primary location because then they can't watch Netflix down south nope. but then they're also trying to figure out how this is all going to work because when you set your primary location your device has to reconnect to that wi-fi to that wi-fi id or whatever it is at least once every 30 days and they're quite often they're gone for like six months of the year so (laughs) yeah so like what's i haven't been able to find any information on like what to do to change your primary thing how often can you do it can you set two primaries the password sharing isn't a thing in the States yet, so maybe they don't need to do it down there, but they will need to do it up here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either, but it was super irritating. And then so I was talking to someone else at work, and uh, they don't share their Netflix password with anyone, but they were super pissed about this because they have like a, like a summer cabin kind of thing yep. that's got mm-hmm. a 70-inch TV in it. And the 70-inch Samsung or LG or whatever TV has the Netflix app built onto it. So they can watch Netflix kids, like their kids can watch Netflix kids when they're out at the cabin, like at night kind of thing, while they read books or do whatever. So under these, new, under these new password sharing things, they literally would have to drive out to their cabin once a month, which is like a good five or six hours away. And haul the 70-inch TV And haul the 70-inch TV back to their house connect it to their Wi-Fi, and then take it back out to the fucking cabin. It's dumb as fuck. Or pay $7 to add an outside-the-house device. On it's top so of their s- already, you know, 25 or whatever, $26 Netflix bill it is. So now they're, they're like, looking at having to pay over $30 a month. It's and, fucking dumb. And they're also part of all the other ones, because he was adding it up for me, because he's, like, he's in for almost $30 on Netflix. He's in for another... $30 on Crave so that he can watch HBO and then mm-hmm. he's in for another $10 on Prime and he's in for another $15 on Paramount like he's almost at cable prices Yep, which was the whole thing that so many people were so excited about streaming services is like yes enough I'm tired of paying $150 a month for cable and I don't even watch half this fucking stuff we've come full circle man have we ever uh, yeah, and to me, the Netflix one is extra infuriating. And because, like, to me, they already had the answer, which each plan was, was like, this allows you to watch on five 
screens or or whatever the number was to me that's the answer right there you're paying mm-hmm. for this plan that allows you to watch on like six devices at the same time it shouldn't matter where those devices are no the like so it's like if you're sharing with more than six then yeah okay charge seven dollars but or like my thought process was in the when they were talking about cracking down on password sharing is make it a device limit like, like yeah like um i call it dazen but i guess it's short form for dazone the sports app that's how we watch the nfl up in canada because we don't we can't get the nfl network so we watch the nfl through the zone the way dazone works is you pay your monthly fee excuse me and you get five devices so if i log on on my phone it's going to register my phone as a device Mm mm-hmm and then if I log in on my Android box in my basement, that's a device. If I log in through a browser on my computer, it's going to log my computer as a device. So you get five devices. Yeah. Now, if you, if you need to, every so often, you can remove a couple of those devices and then sign in on a new device. But you literally have, you can't do it within the app. You have to open up a full-fledged web browser, go over to the account, go over to devices, and actually hit remove. Yeah. And it's super inconvenient because I've had to do it a couple times where I'm like, fuck, the quality isn't coming through on my Mac for for some reason my Mac, like my MacBook Pro. Right. It it'll play the audio, but the picture just doesn't work. And it doesn't matter if I use Firefox or Chrome or Safari. Weird. Yeah, super weird. So like I'll go to try and like put a football game on while I'm doing stuff on the lab and it won't work. So then I'm like, ah fuck. So then I have to go log into my iPad. It's like, ah, oh, shit, I've, I've reached my device limit. So I can log into the browser, remove my computer, close it, refresh, close the app yeah. on my iPad, reopen it. Like, it's, it's a hassle, but mm-hmm. you have that option. Like, why wouldn't Netflix do that? Like, okay, hey, you're paying the 25 bucks. You can register five devices. Once you register yeah. those, those devices, that's, those are your five devices. You can remove a device a month or set some sort of limitation if you're really that sketchy about it, but then yeah. you keep it like that. Yep. It's it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, well, okay, I I can tell you right now and I can tell Netflix right now, I'm not paying you guys twenty five dollars a month to watch your shit. And I'm certainly not paying fifteen dollars as the low tier option or whatever so that I can watch it with ads. Like I'm, yeah, fuck I'm, that. I'm done. I'm just not watching Netflix anymore. Fuck Netflix. Yeah. Not to I'm mention kinda... that their library has consistently just been absolute trash. Like other yep. than Stranger Things and fucking Wednesday was actually pretty good. Yeah. There's not a whole lot. Like there's some here and there, but it's, it's not enough to like warrant paying 25 bucks every single month. No. Cause you know what I foresee happening? I've had several of my friends tell me that this is what they've done in the past. And this is what they're going to go back to doing is waiting till like new season of Stranger Things is out and the whole season's out. Okay, cool. One month subscription to, Base tier Netflix, binge the one or two shows that they want, and then immediately cancel. Yep. And then next year, when there's a couple of them that have piled up again, pay one month, binge what they want over that one month, and then cancel their subscription again. Like, yep. I, I genuinely, genuinely hope that a bunch of people in Canada go, no, nah, fuck this, I'm done, I'm over this, and cancel Netflix in mass. and I hope Netflix takes a massive hit and their fucking quarterly profits drop drastically yep yep it's 
fucking dumb as shit. Yeah. Irritates the hell out of me. Yeah. I'm pretty close to canceling mine. Mostly just because of the cost. Uh, like, I don't share it with anyone, so that, like, the passport sharing thing never, like, it, it was infuriating, but, I like, it didn't affect me, but I'm at the point now where it's, like, it's not worth what I'm paying. No, if you're charging $25 a month or whatever, like, you yeah. need a library, and I've said this a bajillion times throughout the history of however long we've been doing this fucking podcast that nobody listens to, is it drives me nuts how they just like spend millions in these like old back catalogs of TV shows that nobody's watching. Oh. Like, okay. You want to spend millions to be able to have the rights to stream the office or community parks and rec Brooklyn nine, nine, like those kind of like fun shows that like people jump in and out of all the time. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. But then you go and you look and you're like, what is this weird show from this like unknown cable TV network that has eight seasons and looks like yeah. absolute hot garbage. Like, why are you... Why? Totally. Totally. And then they fucking... So David Fincher con finally confirmed that, like, Mindhunter is officially dead. Because it was too expensive for Netflix. And it's just like, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> give that more money. Yeah. Like, that was an amazing show. If fucking no one disliked that show... And it's like, fuck. It's like, get out of here. Netflix is just like, no, but we'll spend money on fucking some trash reality TV show. And it's just like, uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah. I'm just like, I, I needed a refresher on Netflix's fucking stupid streaming plans. Yeah. And the basic with ads is six bucks a month, Canadian. Yeah. You know what the atrocity of that is? It's capped at 720p. Over-the-air fucking cable is higher quality than that. Yeah. 720p, you can only watch on one device at a time. And you don't get access to the entire Netflix library. You get yeah. some movies and TV shows are unavailable. So you know what that means. You know that their top-tier stuff, their Wednesday, their fucking... Outer Banks, like the Netflix exclusives that people watch, right? Sure. You, Stranger Things, all that stuff. You're not going to be able to watch those top tier Netflix ones on that. Probably not. Like they're already immediately forcing you to double up to 10 bucks a month with their basic plan, which still mm -hmm. only gets you one device. It still gets you 720p, but now you can watch their whole library and remove ads. Yeah. It's dumb as fuck. It's. Yeah. Oh my god. It's. I'm. Yeah. It's. I'm flabbergasted by what they keep doing, which is just like, this is not the way to <laughs> do this mm -hmm. at all. People are just going to cancel, and it's like, it, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, aside from HBO Max, which in Canada drives me nuts, like, I would never subscribe to HBO again for the simple fact that I have to pay an additional $15 a month and become a Crave subscriber before I can even 
subscribe to HBO's streaming service. That's enough right there for me to go, okay, well, never subscribing to HBO again. Yep. But take all of these out of here. The only one that seems to actually be a decent bang for your buck, fucking Apple TV. Yeah. Like their prices are fucking reasonable. They bundle it in so you can get the TV with like extra cloud storage and Apple news and all this other stuff where it's like, Oh, that actually does add value for the price that I'm paying. And they consistently put out bangers. Yep. Yep. Apple TV is probably the best value with the exception. I would say if you have kids, Disney plus is probably the answer. Yeah. Fair. But yeah, it's just, (laughs) it's fucking dumb. Fucking Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Netflix indeed. And what else we got here? Okay. So I know we kind of talked about uh, how Yellowstone has kind of been going downhill. Yeah. I remember how we talked about how the answer might be killing someone off. Yeah. It seems it's like it's maybe might be Kevin Costner. <laughs> apparently he's not into doing it anymore from the sounds of it. So, I mean, to be honest, that would, if you're going to kill someone off in that show and make an impact, Kevin Costner is probably the answer. Well, I mean, I think the most likely that would have fans wanting to kill is Jamie. Right. You need a villain, right? Like he's your villain. So you kill a terrible one at that. Yeah. So, I mean, He's the easy pick, but I don't know if it necessarily makes the most sense. I've heard a lot of people say that the most dramatic and impactful one would be to kill off Beth. But if you kill off Beth, I think you lose a bunch of the, like the viewership because Beth is the reason a lot of people are sticking with that show right now. Totally. uh, Yeah. I mean, Kevin Costner would make sense. People love Rip too much. I mean, you could kill another son off, but yeah, I don't know. But you kill... Casey off, which is also like a lot of people are only watching because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, so. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Cause like, did this season actually end or was it like a mid season break? I don't even remember. It was I so unmemorable. Was a, I think it was a bullshit, like two parter. I think I'd have yeah. to look, but that sounds right. I think that's what it was too. But yeah, it's been incredibly slow and I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched a single one of the spinoffs yet. Yeah, I haven't yet. Like, I've heard they're very good, but... I don't know. It seems... This is... is, Go ahead. I was going to say, here's another thing that came out of this story, is apparently there's going to be another spinoff with Matthew McConaughey, which... Sure. I'll watch Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) But... It makes me sad, because when Yellowstone first came out, it it was so good. Oh, yeah. It was really good. And like, I've heard yeah. good things about the spinoffs and like, I love mayor of Kingstown. Like Tyler yeah. Sheridan is, is throwing out some, some amazing pieces of work, but it's yeah. like one of those things where like Tyler Sheridan is the fucking, he's the hot thing in Hollywood right now. So everyone's got to get a piece of him, and he's just stretching himself too fucking thin. And you can yeah. tell between doing the work on the spinoffs and mayor of Kingstown and stuff. The last couple seasons of Yellowstone have gone downhill. So, totally. okay, it's, sure. Kill Kevin Costner off, throw another spinoff in there. Yeah. Another, and I assume it's going to be another Yellowstone spinoff because that's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. 
and then split yep. his his attention between Yellowstone, the next spinoff, Mayor of Kingstown, and then whatever else he's got going on the side. If the guy's going to get burnt out and he's like, I think these are great, but I don't think that anyone has like the kind of capacity to just keep throwing out hits after hit after hit from their fucking brain. No. And like, you could definitely tell where his, I guess his energy is put, you know, when you watch all of his stuff, right? Like it's lately it's been mayor of Kingstown, right? You know, cause it's like, that's still a banger, you know, and yeah, for now, apparently, yeah, for now, you know, and, that I think that was probably the case with the Yellowstone, you know, prequels or whatever he did, because those are pretty universally liked because they're, it's like, hey, he was just this one season thing, right? You know, and it's like, cool. But, but I don't understand how, you know, like these guys who are super smart and good and throwing out these good TV shows, like you see them in inter- interviews and stuff, and they're always talking about like, you know, the reason that they do this and all this other stuff is they just they love the industry. Like they love movies and TV shows. So they're, they're creative and they make their own and stuff like that. But you would think that these guys would also be smart enough to go, Hey, I seen what happens when someone gets stretched too thin and stops caring and the quality goes down, like start something, maybe do like a small side project on the side, like in between seasons. Like if you got time, like sure, but don't take on too much because you've seen it happen with Fincher. Mm Mm-hmm where he just can't carry on with stuff and you have some amazing shows that just get killed because he's yep. too busy doing all these other things. Yep. There was someone else too that this made me think of that did this. Oh, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Totally. Same thing. Like American horror stories. The first couple of episodes are always really good. And then it's just trash. And the last couple seasons of American horror story have been garbage. Yeah. He's, totally too busy with his big Netflix deal trying to pump out a bunch of different original shows and new content. He's just not focused on what made him who he is today. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And like, I think uh, the thing that bothers me too is fucking shows don't know when to end. Like the mentality of like, we got to keep this going. Cause like it's still giving numbers, even though we have no idea how to end it. Like it's, I hate that. It's like, go in and be like, okay, here's our plan for like three seasons or whatever, and that's it. You know, that's perfectly fine. Succession is doing that. Like, the next season is going to be the end. They're like, yeah, that's this is it. It doesn't need to keep going forever. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Although, the, like, the shitty thing about it is you sometimes end up in situations a la, like, Ray fucking Donovan. Yeah, totally. Where their plan was like, yeah, we're going to do five seasons. That's where it's all going to wrap up. And they got axed right before the final season and had to try and cobblestone it together into a fucking mediocre movie. Yeah. But yeah, Which... but it's so upsetting because you have these amazing pieces of television that have their lifespan cut short because one, the showrunner is off trying to fucking cash in on everything that he can. Or Two, like it just kind of starts to fizzle, so it drops a little bit of the viewership, and the networks just panic and fucking axe it instead mm-hmm. of letting the story finish. Like I'm, I don't know if I'll ever recover from them fucking killing Westworld before again. They had it planned out one more season, they were gonna wrap everything up with a fifth and final season, and HBO just cut that cord. Drives yeah. me nuts. But then you look at shows 
and I'm only bringing this up because I had a friend who recently told me that they were starting the show and they were watching the entire series. Mm-hmm. Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah. 335 episodes. Yep. At an hour apiece. Yep. It ran for 17 seasons. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you can't give me a fifth and final season of Westworld? Or Ray yep. Donovan? Yep. It's just like... And then fucking... So speaking of fucking Showtime, fucking they'll axe Ray Donovan before it's up, but now they're diving deep into fucking Dexter and Billion spinoffs the same way that fucking Yellowstone is doing it, which is like, I don't I don't need a spinoff of either of those. No. Like, Billions has sucked shit the last few seasons. It's like, I, none of those characters are interesting enough to get a spinoff, and what the fuck are you going to spin off with Dexter? The, the kid? That no, is uh, now a serial killer? Like, I, I don't need another Dexter spinoff. I was happy with New Blood. I yeah. was happy how they corrected themselves with that terrible ending from the original series. I yeah, was totally. content New, with that. New Blood was great. I have heard that their spinoff is going to focus on Dexter as a kid. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know what who and who would they ever like do a billion spinoff of. Like the only thing that comes to mind is when McPhee, McPhee, McAfee, McPhee, McPhee, and Dollar Bill left and decided to start their own venture, and they kind of like had like little cameo appearances in some of the later episodes, maybe. But, like, yeah. let's be fucking real here. Like, I didn't mind the last season. Like, I don't mind what's-his-name as, like, stepping in and running the company and, like, trying to become president oh, yeah, sure. and all that other stuff. So, like, that's... Or he stole. Yeah. So, like, that's that's kind of interesting. But, I mean, let's be completely real here. Like, Billions was Bobby Axelrod. Yeah. So, if you're not spinning off Bobby Axelrod, don't fucking care. No. Okay, so, so I opened up the article again. Take a guess at how many spinoffs they're doing of billions. Spinoffs, plural. Oh, four. Oh. Re- ready to hear these? Yeah. Billions, Miami, a new installment set in the world of private aviation, where clientele believe the rules of society, government, and gravity don't apply to them. Billions, London. It and it's just billions in UK. Millions, a series featuring diverse 30-something financial mogul wannabes doing whatever it takes to make it in Manhattan. And trillions, oh, fuck, a drama based on fictional stories of the richest people in the world. Uh, fuck yeah. What the fuck? None of those sound good. Not, not even like genuine spinoffs. Like they're not character spinoffs. No. They're like we're just gonna use the same name and write similar stories, but change the location. It's totally. Uh, fuck. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd be different if like billions didn't like go to shit, but fuck. <laughs> 
No. Well, that's the hot topic, right? Everyone's super excited for the new season of Succession and super bummed out that it's ending. I'm happy it's ending. Like, because, like, Succession is a great example of, like, how would you keep that show going while it being interesting? And yeah. I don't think you can. And so I think them going, hey, four seasons is kind of, like, the perfect length. Yeah, totally. If you nailed the ending of season four, like that's a perfect show like with four perfect seasons right or close to it right yeah i i agree with you so it's not everything has to go on forever not everything needs a goddamn fucking spinoff <laughs> no i mean they've been saying it for years and years and years that hollywood's out of ideas <sighs> so here's a perfect example of that do you remember the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith? Yeah, I heard they're doing another one with Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's the fucking. Didn't he die at the end of that movie? Yep. So, so here's why this is dumb as fuck. Is there's a director's cut with an alternative ending that would canonically have Will Smith live. But it wasn't the one shown in theaters, and it's not the one that is shown if you buy the DVD or watch it on Netflix or wherever it's streaming. That's the ending they're using to set up the sequel with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. So it's like, uh, that's the ending no one saw. So are you going to re-release this in theaters with that ending? So Probably. that people can watch it and be like, oh, that's how it actually ended? <laughs> Probably. That honestly wouldn't surprise me, man. Like, they re-released Avatar and it occupied the main screen for several weeks before they did Avatar 2. Yeah. Which... So it's like, yeah, let's go back. I don't think this well is completely dry yet. Yeah, which is... I was super salty when they did that for Avatar because they did the scummy thing where they pulled it off all of the streaming services when they did that. Yeah, that was super scummy. But I wouldn't. So, it's so I that that's why I wouldn't put them past this, where they like publicly make it known, like, hey, yeah, Will Smith is back because we're gonna use this alternate ending that we didn't actually show in theaters, and then they're gonna re-release I Am Legend on streaming services and on like available for purchase, and they'll probably re-release it in the theaters with the alternate ending. So they can drive people to watch that movie again, suck more money out of there, and set it up for a fucking sequel. Yep. It's like, I Am Legend is a great example of a movie that doesn't need a sequel. I actually rewatched that like six months ago. It's a totally fine film. It doesn't need a sequel. <laughs> well, you apparently are very wrong. It so. absolutely does need a sequel. That's why they're doing it. Don't be stupid. Fuck. All right. What else have we got here? True Detective seat looks like it's getting a sequel. Yeah. Well, it's been in the works for yeah, for a forever. while. And uh, I'm actually super excited about this one. This fucking Jodie Foster is one of the leads, which like, hey, remember when she did Clarice in that Hannibal movie? Imagine a super dark True Detective version of that. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, yeah jury's totally still right out. I'll have to wait mm -hmm. till I start seeing some trailer spots. Fair enough. But I'm all for this because it's it's set in Alaska, which is like a dark, snowy place. Like that atmosphere is 
inherently cool. You so. know, I'm all for like some good television like this, and like the True mm-hmm. Detective seasons were good. But it also brings me back to Avatar, where it's like timing. Timing is a fucking thing. Yep. Because like the original True Detective, the first season, came out over ten years ago. Hmm. I don't know, man. Like maybe it's just there's and. I'm a victim of it, I would say, is there's so much television and so much movies coming out. Like, it is just being blasted outwards through all the different streaming services and partner deals and movie deals and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da that, like, if you wait too long, like, Avatar 2 was a a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it was... By the time I sat down and fucking watched it, man, and we were however many years, like, again, over a decade from the first one, I didn't care as much. Totally. If a second Avatar would have came out within a couple of years of the first one, I would have been way more hyped on it. It would have been a higher priority to see. I waited weeks after it came out before I actually went and saw it. And honestly, like, the wife was the one who was like, I really want to see it. Can we go see it? Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gone to theaters to see it because I was like, eh. I still haven't seen it. I would have waited for for the ability to watch it at home, That's and then I would have I would have shoved it into my fucking video queue, and I probably never would have watched it. Yeah, totally. because I just I don't I don't care anymore. It's been yeah. well over a decade. Yeah, and I, the... I she sat down and rewatched the first one like the night before we went and saw the second one, so she could be up to speed. I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> So like yeah. we're watching it and I'm like, wait, who the fuck is this again? And I'm like thinking yeah. and I'm like Googling stuff as I'm fucking watching the movie because I can't fucking remember. Sure. The the only saving grace with True Detective is its anthology. So like none of the seasons tie together. Oh yeah, but but yeah, I, True I Detective totally... has a hype around it just based on the yeah. name True Detective and being an HBO original and so on and so forth and totally. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll probably watch it at some point, but, like, it's been so long that, like, I've got so much TV in my queue right now, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's... And, and like, it, half it's of... to the, It's to the point that, like, there was... Like, my TV queue is, like, six fucking months of build-up, because it's, like, a show, like, came out, like, six months ago. I can't remember what it is, but I was super excited to watch it. But so much stuff has come out like regularly that I like. I almost don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. And it, here's the sad thing: you know what that had me do is like rewatch older stuff or like other stuff that has already came and gone. Like, yeah. No, I hey, I get that where you're like, oh, I kind of want to watch, but I don't know what I want to watch. And like now that I've spent so long trying to figure out what to watch, now I'm not as invested. So like. I kind of want to pay attention, but I don't want to pay full, full attention to a new series. So I'll yep. just throw some background kind of show on. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Like the only shows lately that have been like keeping me regularly watching them as they come out has been Mayor Kingstown. Like I watch that every Sunday night. Uh, yeah. And then, then the last of us. And yeah. Last of us, which is exceedingly amazing. But so yeah, yeah. Most of it's funny because most I would say most of the shows that I'm like in my queue right now for like stuff that I have to watch are <laughs> Apple TV stuff. Oh really? 
Yeah, like your honors in my queue. That's not Apple TV, but they just rebooted Party Down. Oh, did they? That's Apple TV. Not rebooted it. They brought it back with the original cast. Oh, which I don't know if you ever watched Party Down. No. You should, because it's about a bunch of people who are trying to be actors in Hollywood, but they all work for like a catering company. Oh. And it's it's got a amazing cast. Like Adam Scott and uh, the principal chick from fucking Glee, the guy who played Gilfoyle in Silicon Valley. Mm. Like it's it's a it's a solid cast, and it's like I don't the original t- when it originally came out, it was produced, and I think some of the episodes were partially written with. Uh, oh man, I can't I can't think of his name. Ant Man. Oh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Based on like some of his experiences when he was in Hollywood. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so they kind of gave it the entourage treatment where they were like, hey, let's actually make this realistic. Yeah. Kinda. So like they brought that back. That's like high in my queue right now. Same with Hello Tomorrow and Shrinking. Those are both Apple TV. Yeah. I haven't made it through either of those. The Consultant I have to make it through right now as well as Liaison. Those are both Prime. Yeah. But they're also high in my queue. And then, yeah, the typical Last of Us, Mayor of Kingstown. I'm still trying to make my way through National Treasure. I'm almost done. I still haven't even started that one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've I've got 13 active shows in my queue right now. Yeah, I think I've got, like, at least that. I think I'm close to, like, 20 where it's just, like, that I want to watch. And it's, like... Well, and that doesn't even count movies, man. Like, when it comes to movies, like, there's a ton of movies that are out right now that I haven't had a chance to watch, but they're, like, in my queue. Like, The Whale and Alice, darling. Oh, God. Somebody I used to know is in there, Infinity Pool. I recently came across this movie called Velocipaster. Oh, yes. I think I have that in mine. Yeah. Haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's absolutely fantastic. So that's in my queue. Still haven't watched Plane. Still haven't watched Babylon. Still haven't watched Wakanda Forever. Still yeah. haven't watched The Invitation. The Price to Pay. Sick. Transfusion. Nicolas Cage in the old way. Oh, Ban- Banshees of fucking... Inna Sheeran is still in my list. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not even going to keep going. There's a ton. I have a ton of fucking movies that I haven't watched that are in my, like, okay, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And the new I ones just keep w- coming out. I can take one of those movies off your queue because I can definitely not recommend it. Which one? The Whale. That movie fucking sucks. But that's supposed that's... to be Brendan Fraser's big return. But, oh, here's the thing. Brendan Fraser is amazing in it. He's not the problem. That movie is one of the worst movies I've seen in a really, really long time. I came out, like, actively being like, I wasted an hour and a half of my life, and I kind of super regret it. It was fucking awful. It was fucking awful. Typical A24 movie. uh, But it was, like, worse than normal A24. It was just fucking... There was nothing redeemable about that movie other than Brendan Fraser... And his acting. 
but fuck, that movie sucks. Oh, well, that was disheartening. Like, watch it if you want to see Brendan Fraser be a really good actor, but like, <laughs> it's well, everything it's, else in that movie really sucks. <clears throat> it's not even near the top of my queue, so. I'd just take it right off, to be honest. Did you ever watch that <laughs> Under the Silver Lake one with Andrew Garfield, that A24 flick? Uh, no, I have it in my queue. Yeah, it's also in my queue. I still haven't watched it either. I've been meaning to. Only because, like, you... I think when we talked about it, you are like, hey, this is the movie that A24 doesn't want you to know they made, which, to me, makes it seem like it might be a good movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... But, yeah. Too much, too much television and movies, and not enough fucking time. Have you watched the uh, new South Parks? Oh yes. Okay. So have I, and I was kind of lukewarm on the last season. Like for some reason, I just I was like, this isn't as good as it has been. I think this, so far out of the three we have, I think they've all been great. Uh yeah, the first one was fantastic. The second one, it was like entertaining, but it was like meh. Yeah. It was hit or miss on it. This last one though, with the bidets, that was fantastic. Oh, I loved it. I, so, I was fucking like laughing, like his like gut laughing throughout like the whole thing. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Just right right off the beginning, hey kids, hey kids, your mom took a shit and doesn't want me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like right off the bat. It was just fucking, it just consistently, <laughs> and then fucking big toilet paper fucking shoots him <laughs> <laughs> like JFK style. It was just like, and then he just comes back out, and it's like the whole setup was super fucking amazing. It was just like, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. I even that's that like song that plays. Whenever they yeah. like go to sit down on the toilet, like I I made that my ringtone. Yeah, it's just fucking super amazing. It was, uh, yeah, all all of these recent episodes I think have have been a banger. And the fucking the first episode, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, "Yep, okay." Fucking yeah, they're doing Kanye again, and it was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so Stupid yeah, yay. so Park is big. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really happy. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this fucking massive lawsuit that's going on between them right now, but... Lawsuit? What's going on? They struck a deal with HBO Max to have HBO Max be, like, the place... Like, HBO Max basically signed a contract for, like, exclusive streaming rights, like, as a stream online streaming service... Okay. ...to stream all of the South Park shows... And then they turned around and Parent made that deal with Paramount where they were going to like do a bunch of specials and movies and all this other stuff. Right. So like the last couple of like hour long South Park specials as they call them, the uh Yeah. The Water Wars or whatever that one was and like the and the, the COVID specials. Yeah. Yeah. Those were uh classified as movies. So they're on Paramount Plus and HBO's going, no, 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 no. We signed oh. a streaming deal. Those should be on HBO Max. You're not giving them to us. And that was part of the fucking deal. And Paramount is going, no, 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 no. We said that you could exclusively stream the new like South Park episodes. 
these aren't South Park episodes. These are South Park movies. Oh. So, like, HBO is suing Paramount for, like, 500 million or something fucking ridiculous. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That seems like someone was lacking in their contract law. Yeah, during well, some of that because that seems like it, it should be fairly clear. <laughs> well, now a bunch of people are like, "Shit!" I mean, technically, if they signed on for TV shows and specials, but these are classified as movies, so HBO doesn't have a leg to stand on. And other people are like, "This is going to set a super dangerous precedent, especially in the golden era of streaming stuff, because you could." sell rights to Netflix to do Stranger Things episodes, but then you're like, you know what? I'm going to do a Stranger Things movie, and I'm going to sell the Stranger Things movie rights to a comp- competitor for way fucking more. So turn into a fucking... Oh, it could uh, be the, a nightmare. The Lord of the Rings is a great recent example of that. Like, Warner Brothers has the movie rights, and they've said that they're going to keep making movies. movies. yeah. But Amazon has the TV rates, and they're like, yeah, we're also going to continue our Rings of Power shows. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. sure. So. Yeah. yeah. It's all fucked. As long as we keep getting South Park. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully that, hopefully the creators can just keep double dipping and making bank, and we still get South Park. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know why this just came to mind, but I wanted to add it to the list before I forget. Okay. So the guy who created Euphoria. I don't remember his fucking name. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Sam Livingston. Yeah. Have you... Livingston, yeah. Have you seen all the drama going on with his (laughs) new fucking show? Yes, totally. Okay. I totally forgot about that, but I read it like three days ago and you just reminded me. Apparently that new show is just in fucking chaos. Yeah, well, apparently he like show like is the showrunner created it, and some director they had like shot and filmed like eighty some percent of it, and then he was kind of like, oh, I don't like certain things. She had enough. It was kind of a shit show, and the director walked away. So then he stepped in to like take over directing, reshot yep. a bunch of it, and basically turned what the core and the direction of the show was going to with like his new style of directing or whatever. And basically is everyone's calling it like just full on torture porn. Yeah. Which is like, uh, what? (laughs) I mean, like I can't say I'm super, I mean like when you watch euphoria, you're like, okay, like this is good. And a lot of this is relatable and I can understand. But at the same time, you're like, your mind has to be in a certain place to be able to come up with some of this like super messed up stuff. Yeah, and, like it's, just, it's a hard watch. Yeah. And hearing some of the, like the scenes and like the premise of this new show is like, Holy fuck. Yeah. I'm, I, did you read any I'm, of the articles? I didn't go super deep into it. I just, uh, there was one article where they were saying they were talking about one scene in particular where basically like, so for those who don't know, it, it's called the idol. And the premise is Lily Rose Depp is like a young girl and she's becoming like a pop idol and like the behind the scenes record producers, that kind of stuff are basically, it's like a backroom casting couch kind of thing. Like you let me abuse you 
physically, mentally, sexually, and I'll make you a pop star, like that whole CD kind of oh, thing. Like- and and the guy who is like the record exec or producer or whatever that's fucking around on Lily Rose Depp character is played by The Weeknd. Right. And apparently there's like a scene in there where like he beats the shit out of her and she like begs him to like rape her. What? Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going to rape you. And she's like, please, please rape me, rape me. Like, I want you to rape me. And he like what the beats fuck? her and rapes her. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucked, man. Whoa. Okay. I didn't fucking realize that. Jesus Christ. Is this going to be the next controversial HBO fucking show? Sure, uh, sure shit sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Is this going to be like the parts of Game of Thrones that everyone was super controversial about, but on crack? <laughs> it sure shit sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Uh... Yeah, That's... I'm just looking uh one person quoted... It was like any rape fantasy that any toxic man would have in the show. And then a woman comes back for more because it makes her music better. Is what one member of the production crew called it. Huh. Hmm. This kind of raises some eyebrows about the creator. (laughs) Is this going to be, is this like the Riverdale guy where he's just like, I just... I've got some weird fucking shit in my head that I want to fucking oh, okay. <laughs> play out in this show. Apparently it wasn't just uh, Levinson who created it. It was uh, like a trio partnership. And the main ideal for the idol was actually dreamed up by The Weeknd. Well, well, all right then. Yeah. Huh. Do we know when the show is coming out? Does it uh, have a release date? I don't know. Filming began in late 2021. I know there's a trailer out for it, because after I saw all those headlines, I was like, is there footage of this out? And apparently there's a a trailer out, which didn't show anything, really. But, huh. Yeah, like, I'm still browsing, because, like, I want to find that fucking paragraph where they were talking about he, like, beats her and she begs to be raped. It was, it's like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, that's, like, Euphoria is, like, it's a hard watch, but, like, the scenes that are super hard to watch are, like, there's usually a reason for it, or you're like, okay, you're portraying this, like, this way to show this, and it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. But is this new show just going to have that to have it? Like... Because if so, that's kind of fucked. I don't know, man. Like, you make something... You make something fucking big, then everyone wants a piece of you, and they're like, well, Euphoria was controversial, so this is going to be controversial, but it could end up being the best thing ever. I mean, sure. And I mean, how much of this is, like, weird press for the show? Like, is some of this, like, them trying to, like, intentionally drop some controversy, maybe? Like, hey, you thought Euphoria was bad. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Some, it was quoted, 
it was a show about a woman who was finding herself sexually, and then it turned into a show about a man who gets to abuse this woman and she loves it. At various points, Levinson's scripts contained disturbing sexually, sexual and physically violent scenes between Depp and The Weeknd's characters. Three sources familiar with the matter claim. In one draft episode, there allegedly was a scene where The Weeknd bashes in Depp's face and her character smiles and asks to be beaten more, which get, giving The Weeknd's character an erection. Apparently, the scene was never shot. Another pr- proposed scenario was for Depp to carry an egg in her vagina, and if she dropped or cracked the egg, the weekend's character would refuse to rape her, which what sent the fuck, which sent Depp's character into a spiral, begging him to rape her because she believed he was the key to her success. What the fuck? And then it says in brackets, the scene was not filmed because production couldn't find a way to realistically shoot the scene without having Depp physically insert the egg. I'm just going to go out and say there's, it's probably a good thing these scenes were never shot. Because <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm an actor and I read that, I'd probably be like, yo, man, like, Creator's vision and all, but you maybe want to take a few more passes at this. <laughs> I don't know. Or you're, you you got to think too that like the weekend's not an actor. Uh, no, he's, not at he, all. He's a singer, so he gets something like this green light. Gets someone huge to like attach with him, like Sam Levinson, who's put together like a piece of like television history with euphoria like that show is yeah. amazing it, yeah. it, it's exhausting to watch but it's amazing totally and then you got to think like lily rose depp like i mean she's johnny depp's daughter so she's yeah. out here trying to like make a name for herself and not just be known as johnny depp's daughter she hasn't really been in anything like genuinely notable that like shoots her to superstardom and she's probably looking at euphoria going like zendaya is like God tier these days mm-hmm. and wins all these awards and everyone praises her for her range. I got Sam Levinson here with another dark and gritty, like this is how things used to be or are still in some areas of Hollywood. And she's like, oh, fuck it. I'll do whatever I got to do. Sure. I don't, I don't know. Uh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess we'll find out when it comes out. I was about to say, yeah, I'm, I'm more curious when that comes out now, because, huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep. it's been a while since we've had an HBO show truly uh, hit the headlines for pushing the limits, so maybe uh, we're about time for one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Mm. Should okay. be should be interesting. What else do we got here? So I got a few docs that I watched. So the first one, which I think you'll really like, is there was a UFO documentary on uh, National Geographic. It's like four or five episodes and super well done. Do you remember that uh, one that J.J. Abrams did like a year ago? Yeah. Where it, like, 
kind of focused on like here's like the most verifiable like real stuff that they have on it is very much in the same vein as that where it's like it takes like a really good like factual look at like hey this is like the shit we can't really explain that we have like good footage on or whatever what i'm like i'm partially burned out on the ufo stuff just for the sure. simple fact that like there is only so much stuff that like is certifiably like like real, like you can verify yeah. like these kind of things took place and we don't know what happened. And then once you see those events, you read like the documents about them, you see the video clips then it's like every UFO documentary that comes out, it's like, yeah, we're going to interview the same people. We're going to ask the same questions. We're going to show you the same footage. And like, totally. as, as someone who watches a lot of that stuff on YouTube and like listens to these people when they come on, like Lex Friedman or Joe Rogan's podcast and stuff like that, like the last couple like quote unquote UFO documentaries I watched were just retellings of all of this stuff that I've already seen, heard and all that other stuff. So I just, for now I've just kind of like given up on them. Cause it's like, I can only watch the same thing so many times. Fair enough. Fair enough. That UFO doc is, I mean, probably not for you then. Cause it's a lot of that kind of same stuff. It just, it had been a while since I had really watching, like watched one of those. So it's like, hmm, all right, whatever five, kind of 30 minute episodes I've killed it in an afternoon kind of thing so yeah but very well done yeah I mean like I'm happy that there's still a thing and it's nice that we're like getting to a point where like UFO documentaries are like actually well put together documentaries they're not like some dude in his fucking basement like scouring the internet for clips and a terrible narration yeah but yeah I need I need some new stuff because I just I hear it so much yeah yeah, pretty much. I too watched a documentary that I think you need to watch. Okay. Called Stolen Youth. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was called Stolen Youth. I think Youth. I've heard of this. Stolen Youth or Lost Youth? Nope. Stolen. Stolen Youth. It's only three episodes. It was a Hulu documentary. They're an hour piece, so it's three hours total. And it is fucking wild inside the cult of sarah lawrence all right the gist of it is like all these kids are going to like the sarah lawrence college in new york oh and i guess like the way their dorm situation works is like the door each dorm is like its own building so there's like a common kitchen area a common living room area and then there's like four bedrooms downstairs four bedrooms on the second floor and like that's your dorm room so there's only right. like eight of you kind of living in like this one building. Mm -hmm. So one of the chicks who's living in this building starts dating another guy that's living in that building. Her father is currently in jail and is about to get released. And she asks like, Hey, he's going to come visit. Now she pushes hard that her father was wrongfully imprisoned because he basically was a whistleblower and was blowing the whistle on some like sketchy shit that like the New York uh, like the NYPD police commissioner was doing. So they set okay. him up and sent him to jail because he was like a whistleblower on all these illegal activities the NYPD was doing. So that's kind of how it sets okay. it up. So he moves in, like doesn't move in, but he comes and he stays at this fucking dorm with these kids and he like cooks for them. He cleans for them. He's like super friendly. A couple of these kids are having like social issues and he like sits down and talks all this stuff through with them and like gets them help. But then he kind of like 
starts breaking them down mentally and like brainwashing them. Okay, he, sure. He eventually moves into like this like tiny like one bedroom apartment in the actual city and over the summer a couple of the kids who lived in this dorm move in with him and Uh-oh. he like kind of starts doing like military s training like everyone gets up at six and everyone does x amount of push-ups and we clean the house and we work on our mental health and we talk about issues and typical and, cult stuff yeah and then like starts brainwashing them and like it goes so fucking far that like the kid that was dating his daughter he had two sisters and they both ended up getting roped into this his one sister his older sister like from like a low-income family in like the bronx or brooklyn she was so smart and so like driven that she got a full ride scholarship to harvard and then from there she finishes school in harvard and gets a full ride scholarship down to i don't know i think it was brown like another one of those top tier things and gets another full ride scholarship to become a doctor and she was like pretty much finishing her like becoming a a psychologist through brown or whatever this high-end university was and he broke her down mentally so fucking well that he had her convinced that this police commissioner that had sent him to jail for whistleblowing was actually good friends with her parents and was setting her up to try and set him up again so that he would go back to jail and convinced her that this police commissioner and her parents were going to kill her and him. What? It's so fucking wild, okay. dude. Yeah, I, that sounds crazy. Like, it's, it's fucking, it's super wild. I'm downloading it now. And it has, like... <laughs> actual like video clips and audio recordings and all the shit from all this stuff that went on. And you're sitting there going like, it's just amazing to see like this chick is like gone, like mentally. Like, I don't know how he, he broke her so fucking hard. She was about to like, she was about to become a fucking clinical psychologist. From like a prestigious university. Yes. And he was able to break her down and convince her her own parents were trying to kill her. That's fucking insane. It's so wild. It's like, it's brainwashing. It's a sex cult at the same time. It's prostitution and money laundering is involved. And the the crazy thing is, is like the whole, like when he gets introduced to these kids, he's, his daughter's like, yeah, my dad is actually this great guy. And he used to do all these things. And he's, you know, he was like a personal liaison to Gorbachev when he would come over to the States and he served uh. in the Marines and did all this other stuff. And there's like pictures of him standing next to fucking Gorbachev. There's pictures of him like boarding fucking like secret flights for the Marines and like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. But none of it's real. They don't quite oh. explain, which kind of bums me out. They don't tell you like why he's in a bunch of these pictures or how they even came to be. But the New York times ended up writing a, like a big, article about this whole situation which how which is how it got turned into a documentary and they're like we tried to fact check like all these claims and we we couldn't verify any of what anything that this guy was saying was true oh interesting it's yeah it's it's wild dude huh i will definitely be checking that out because that sounds crazy it's it's wild man and when you see this chick that he brainwashed like you see her 
like video clips from like towards like the end of the whole fucking thing and she's just not there man like uh, like mentally she's just like giggling and laughing and she kind of has this like dead look in her eyes yeah and you're like wow you were going to a prestigious school incredibly smart gifted driven yeah. and there's just like nothing left in your head it was it that's was insane wild man that's yeah and that's always it's like whenever people oh like you see it on like reddit threads all the time where it's like whenever a new cult documentary comes out people are like how in the hell could like anyone like get roped into that and it's like and like the reality is is like absolutely anyone can if you catch them at the right time you know it's like it, the the right time and the right person like 100 percent you could be just like that chick where it's like prestigious university good prospects and at the right time someone comes in right so yeah absolutely wild man it floored me uh so here's another one that's kind of crazy too i don't don't think it's going to be as crazy as the one you mentioned but there's this there's two documentaries out i think right now one's an hbo one and one's a netflix one yeah i didn't i haven't watched either but i've seen prior to me losing netflix i saw the netflix one around there right it's so you've watched it or like i've seen that it was there i haven't actually watched watched either of them it's a it's it's a short one it's only three episodes um and it is an absolutely fucking crazy story uh centered around basically a small town in the states where this family kind of runs everything to the point that it's kind of insane so essentially it's all around this murdaugh family which is the better one the the HBO or the Netflix one? HBO, because it's HBO. Uh, But they're both about the same. I watch them both. Murdoch Murders, Deadly Dynasty? Yeah. No, that's Investigation Discovery. Uh, Low Country, Low Country, The Murdoch Dynasty, HBO Max, one season. Yeah, and it's only, I think it's three episodes. Yes, Um, this three-part docuseries. So it's a nice quick binge. And yeah, so essentially... This Murdoch family, like, has had generations of, like, this law firm, and they have kind of grown their influence to the point where I think, and I won't spoil anything, but, like, where you kind of really realize, like, kind of how corrupt they've gotten is one of the, like, head Murdoch lawyers was the active DA for the district while also still practicing in his law firm, which is like a huge no-no, but he was was still able to do it in this small, you know, county because of like their influence. And, uh, and it all starts and it's like how everything like uncovers. It starts off with, and this is all I'll say is it starts off with the sun and there's a boat accident. And then it just spirals into this fucking insane story that, by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, what the fuck? I think I vaguely remember hearing about, like, the son gets into a boat accident and kills someone, but somehow doesn't... Like, he was drunk and driving the boat or something, but somehow oh, got yeah. off of it. Like, yeah, I vaguely remember hearing about some of this. Yeah, and it's it's a fascinating, like... I, 
I turned it on and like didn't stop until the end of the third episode because it was like this is fucking insane how like crazy it gets into where you're by the end of it you're just like whoa <laughs> so yeah it's 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 good and it's a nice quick easy watch it's like three 60 minute episodes or something like that but okay well that's on the list that'll be the next one i watch after i finish obx yeah okay so what is obx huh. i'm blanking on it am i i bet when i see this oh outer banks yeah obx okay. Oh okay, I don't. Good golly! What, why do they call it fucking? Okay, sure. I don't know, but that's like that. It says like on their like cover art or whatever. It says OBX. Oh, I've only watched the first season. I think. Yeah, this is the third season. Okay, I I, I remember enjoying the first season quite a bit. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a like fun a... little treasure hunting adventure with kids. Yeah, totally. It still kind of lives up to that. It's getting pretty fucking stupid how is it well i don't know not stupid but like and maybe it's just my age coming through but i'm starting to get super annoyed by like the small story breaking things oh sure that makes sense where it's like they do something and you're like wait hold on like how could how could they possibly do that you know in two scenes ago this wasn't a oh sure like does does that make sense like yeah. At one, like right near the very beginning of the thing, I won't tell you exactly what happens, but basically, one of the characters, she takes a picture of this like painting in this mansion somewhere, but she took it. She had it was on a stolen phone, like she had to escape, so she steals this phone, takes a picture of this fucking painting, and then fucking calls her friends to be like, "Hey, meet me here." Sure. And this was like within the first like two episodes or something, and then okay. flash forward like. To like the eighth or the ninth episode, like near the end of the season, and one of the kids is like, "Hey, do you still have that picture on your phone that you took inside so and so's fucking compound mansion?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course I still have it." I'm like, "Okay, you're telling me that like being in another country, like kidnapped in this guy's mansion, you stole this phone, took this picture. Now you know all of these fucking weeks have gone by. You're back home. You're back at your parents' house. You're back at." in the fucking like the main place and you're still running this guy's stolen phone. Sure. Yeah. Like, no, you're not Yeah. like, let's be fucking real. Not to mention that all of the episodes in between they're in situations where they're like, fuck, where's so-and-so we got to get a hold of so-and-so no one has a fucking cell phone. Well, but then all of a sudden near the end, everyone's got a cell phone oh, and it's like, sure. okay, so it's well, like yeah, none of you guys have jobs. None of you guys have money. You guys are like... Visually, you see several of the characters throughout the season where they're like scavenging from like fridges and like stealing food because they don't have money, food, or any of this stuff. And they don't but have cell phones. Like and then all the... iPhone 13s. Yeah, then all of a sudden they have cell phones again and you're like, what the... Like, okay, weird, but sure, whatever. Like just little sure, inconsistencies yeah, yeah. like that that are starting to bother me. And then of course... I don't know why, but I hate that trope where like something dramatic or serious happens and the character like stops and is like focused on whatever happened and everyone's like, come on, we got to go. And they're just sitting there like a zombie just staring. Come on, we got to go. 
Oh, sure. Come on, we gotta go. Right, yeah. And then they have to, like, drag him away. Sure, sure. Like, I mean, granted, I've probably never been in that exact situation. I, Well, I know for a fact I've yeah. never been in that exact situation, but, like, when time is of the essence and, like, it's like, oh, shit, okay, this sucks, but, like, if we don't move right now, we're either gonna get killed or arrested. Yeah, totally. But you're just gonna, like, sit there and tell your friends, like, each grab you by the arm and start dragging you away. Like I understand yeah. like in the heat of the moment and emotions and all that other stuff, but fucking come on. Like yeah. I, it's for dramatic effect for the show. I get it, but I'm just at a point where it irritates me because it's like, sure. that's not who does that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, oh, other than that, it's like, if you enjoyed the first season, you'll enjoy the second season. If you enjoy the second season, then like, the third season's very similar. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed the first season well enough because it was like this, hey, we're going to go find like my dad's treasure that he kind of lost. And it was like a nice little kind of I threw it on as I was playing some games one day and just kind of binged it. So, I mean, if it's more of that, then I'll probably get around to it at some point. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of like that. And they just officially got word that they're going to do a fourth season. But it's one of those shows where, like, it turned out as, the, like, it started as this, like, super fun little adventure show, and then as it progressed, they're like, oh, fuck, okay, how do we connect this to this? And, like, oh, we already went down this road, so we kind of got to, like, and we got to keep people on Whoa. edge. Like, we need the drama, and it's kind of like they're flailing a little bit to keep things interesting. Almost like they didn't think they were going to get this many seasons, and then they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, especially yeah. considering it's a Netflix original. I mean, it's, I think as soon as you sign up for a Netflix original, you have to assume that you might not make it past the first or the second season. So you probably don't plan too far ahead. No, probably not. But I wish so. more people had the forethought where they're like, I want to do a TV series. This is what the premise is. This is kind of what I want the end conclusion to be. And I want this to span three seasons. So you kind of like parse yep. it out, but... Totally. I don't I don't think most people do that. And I'm not a Hollywood writer, so I mean maybe there's a fucking reason, but Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but... it's it's all right though, as far as yeah. Netflix shows go. The new season of you has been pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I actually super enjoyed it. Yeah. It's uh that whole like I, little I, murder mystery kinda Yeah. And although I'm super fucking pissed that they're doing that stupid two part thing. Shit. I mean granted it's like Next week, the second part comes out. Like, I think it was like a month in between them, but. So. But yeah, it's more of you, which is like totally what I wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the, what's his name? The main, uh, the main actor. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Joe? Like the character? Yeah. Or I can't remember what. Like the main, uh, the, the real the... actor is Penn Bad Badgley. Yes. <clears throat> he plays a fantastic fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, like, the way he acts it, like, I think is kind of what sells that show. Because he plays that part insanely well. So it's, yeah. Yeah, he I, definitely does. I'm oh. curious where that show goes. Like, I'm assuming they're not going to kill it off anytime soon, because it does super well, right? Yeah, but. I mean, maybe, but, like, the second part of that should be releasing in the next, like, couple weeks. Where do you go from there? Yeah, I guess like, once you finish this season, like, how is he gonna flee to another fucking country? Like, 
again. Yeah, like the, the first season was fantastic, and the second season was also great. And then the third season, I thought was like, yeah, okay, sure. Like it's a it's slightly different. But yeah. How many times can you really go back to that well where you know Joe fucking sees a girl? builds her up in his fucking head, decides that he loves this girl despite never speaking to her. Yeah. Like, I understand that is who he is, but, like, I like it's such a very specific formula to repeat. That if you do it too much, then it's... He can only carry that so much, right? Like, and I think what this latest season, it, like, in part one, like, kind of why I was more into it than maybe the last season is because it was a little bit different. Like, it was that... yeah kind of murder mystery cat and mouse he's trying to figure out like who's after him kind of thing and it wasn't the like it starts off with him trying to find the girl from the third season or whatever but it kind of morphs into like this whole other thing which i think is for the better I yeah think it's better that way and i so, hope the second part doesn't turn into like oh he's just obsessed over the girl like i hope it kind of plays more on that murder mystery type thing yeah so yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah it's pretty good yeah it's not bad uh just quick random news may nick offerman and megan Mullally are going to be in the new season of umbrella academy i'm all right with it yeah Give me anything with nick offerman i'm just happy i'm getting <laughs> another fucking season i want it to be close focused like i was so happy in this last season that Klaus got more time to shine he's like sure by and large, the best character of that whole fucking series. It 100%. makes me want to go back and rewatch the first couple seasons of The Misfits. That's right, yeah. Because he was so good in that show. That's right. Yep, I'm totally down with that. Give me more Nick Offerman. That man is great. Yes, give me all the Nick Offerman. You know what's embarrassing? And I don't know how I missed this, but it wasn't what? until a few weeks ago I realized that you watched White Lotus, right? No. You haven't? No. That's surprising. That show would be right in your wheelhouse. Is it? Yes. Is it, is it good? Depends who you ask. Uh, okay. The, the show you. itself is good, but there are a few. <laughs> it's cringy. Like, it's, it's, in, the, it's the kind of show that, like, you watch it, and, like, a lot of the stuff that gets said and happens just kind of, like, it makes you feel awkward as the viewer that it's happening. Is it intentional though? Yes. Okay. So it's very much like succession where it's like, it intentionally makes you kind of go like, uh, yeah, but worse. Oh, like worse cringe. than like his succession. Mm -hmm. I didn't really find all that cringy. It's just like, Oh God, you guys, come on, come on. But this show, it's like weird sexual conversations between a father and a son where you're like, Oh God, what? that's fucking weird. Oh. Yeah, stuff like that. Like it make it makes you fucking cringe a little. But it mm. it is a good show. Like there's a reason it's won a ton of uh Emmys. Like it it is solid. It's it's in my queue. Like I it's I've I've seen it on my Flex homepage whenever a new episode gets added. Well, so I, I didn't I I've watched both both seasons and what I didn't realize until like a few weeks ago was that Nick Offerman's love interest in his episode of The Last of Us mm -hmm. is the fucking hotel manager from the first season of White Lotus. I have no idea how I didn't put those two oh. together. Hmm. I think it was just because like I was so focused on like 
the show The Last of Us happening because in the first season of White Lotus, I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays Armand and he's the manager of the White Lotus Hotel in Hawaii. And okay. he's completely clean shaven. He's always smiling. He's got like a weird little mustache going on and he's a Kiwi. Like he has a New Zealand accent. And then you see him in The Last of Us and he's full beard. He's got like, he's an American accent and like I didn't even put two and two together until I was watching an interview with Nick Offerman and he's like, yeah, it's crazy that I got to do all that stuff with insert actor's name because my wife and I had just finished watching the white Lotus and I was like, he was in the white Lotus. What? And then I like actually like IMD beat him and I was like, holy fuck. How did I not see that? That's the same person. That's, that's a testament to the last of a show. I think is if, if it fucking like takes a well-known guy that you just watched in a show and made him like completely unrecognizable. Like, yeah. That's it, probably a good thing. I don't know where my head was at, but I didn't put two and two together until I saw that interview, but. Yeah, add <laughs> add White Lotus to your queue because you're you'll like that. You'll definitely okay. you'll definitely like that. Hmm. Right. And the second Maybe. season takes like a darker twist to it. Hmm. Yeah, I have. I just looked and I yeah, I have it all. It's it's in my collect. So maybe I'll check that out. Oh, not terribly long. It's only like six episodes a season. Yeah, it's not a it's not a long long watch. Hmm. I might have to bump that up the queue. And I did watch Knock at the Cabin Door the other night. So is that is that a movie? Yeah, that's the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. With Dave oh, Bautista and Yeah. Oh yeah. And how bad was it? It wasn't bad. Oh. It wasn't great. It was infinitely better than old, in my but, personal opinion. Yeah, old fucking sucked. <laughs> it didn't I don't know if he's just ran out of ideas or he's just given up and he's, I don't know what the deal is with M night, but it's not typical M night. In like, a good way. Yeah. Well, like, you know, how like M night does these things where like he gives you bits and pieces. So throughout the movie, you're kind of like, well, wait, what's going on? And then the, like the famous line that they quote in fucking the Simpsons and robot chicken. What a twist. What a oh. twist. Because there's yeah. always some weird fucking twist that he works in. That wasn't the case with this. There was no, like, jaw-dropping twist. It was like, this is how the movie plays out. You kind of see where it's going. And, like, pretty early on, you can kind of, like... You either believe it is or it isn't happening. Like, what's going on? Because, like, you know the premise of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you either believe that these guys are here to stop the apocalypse, or you don't. Whichever side you take, and it just... it plays out exactly kind of how you would think it is going to play out and it then it ends there's no crazy twist or like weird like oh fuck I, i'm gonna have to go back because i didn't pay attention to these subtle clues it was he just wrote a movie it's huh. just a fucking movie huh that's strangely weird and not like <clears throat> him but it was a decent movie it was fairly Fairly well written for the most part, but it's Dave Bautista is a fucking all star. Oh yeah, and to see him in that role and the way he plays that role, like that in and of itself, I think warrants people seeing that movie. No, it totally. Dave Bautista is. Ever since I saw him in uh, that Blade Runner sequel, oh, I yeah. was like, this guy is like, because it was like the first time I saw him and like not 
Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing, and I was like, this guy needs more work, and he can actually seriously act if given the right opportunity. So, yeah, he's a really, really good actor, and he is really, really good in that fucking movie. Yeah, <clears throat> like exceptional. I will add that to the list because I, I think when I first saw it, I was like, uh. I, I don't really want to watch another M. Night movie after old. Yeah, that's kind of uh-huh. how I felt. And I was like, ah, well, I don't want to watch this or this. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I, I've got 90 minutes to kill. I'll put this on. And I was like, yeah, that actually wasn't that bad. Huh. All right, I will add that because that is surprising. <laughs> that it's actually getting an endorsement. <laughs> huh. Yep, true story. I will add that to the list. Alright, so the Oscars are continuing to be dumb as fuck. I just <laughs> I haven't article? paid attention to the Oscars in forever, so... <laughs> no, I just thought this was like... <laughs> they're now adding a crisis team of what happened with Will Smith. And it's like, I read this article and I was like, motherfuckers, that's called security. Did you not have security before? Like. <sighs> so yeah. So what, what do they mean by crisis team? Like they're literally just adding more security guards. I apparently. Cause that wasn't the problem. Like, I mean, if you see an actor on stage and an actor sitting in the front row who starts walking on stage, like security's not going to rush and tackle him. Like it's someone trying to rush the NBA court. Yeah. Right? Like I think even with the security team there, no one would have stopped Will Smith from walking on stage. No. What should have happened is after he fucking full on assaulted a man on national television, he should have been removed from the Oscars. Yeah, totally. But instead they gave him an award five minutes later. <laughs> and he got a fucking standing ovation. <laughs> but yeah, the Oscars yeah, so are a fucking joke, man. Yeah, so it's just I read that and I was like, okay. <laughs> sure, Oscars. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, yeah, there I just saw again. it. I was like, that deserves a fucking dumb slap. Oscars are a joke. Totally. So Samsung Bixby will clone your voice so that it can answer phone calls for you? Yep. And no fucking thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like signing up for that feature, but also like who uses Bixby? Like nobody. Uh- yeah, it's one I, of the first things I do as soon as I get a, a fucking Samsung phone is disable Bixby. Yeah, totally. And now... Like I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because that was the first thing I did. And I remit Bixby button on the side of the phone to something useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. And now, I just read an article the other day that... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. But he's the one who created that app Tasker. Oh, yep. He's just added a new profile that will allow you to link your OpenAI chat GPT account into Tasker so you can add widgets or buttons on your Android phone to start and have a conversation with chat GPT. Oh, interesting. One of which, if you set up a Google API and develop like your own app and then link it to the chat GPT API, you can do voice stuff. So you can oh. add a button on your home screen where you tap it and you say, Hey, tell me a joke. And it'll, it takes granted, like it's not instant, like Google assistant. It does take a second, but it's still fairly quick. 
chat GPT will then with like a computer generated voice will respond to you. Like you can have a voice conversation with chat GPT. Interesting. I'm so that I didn't put it in the notes, but did you see home assistant added like support for chat GPT home assistant? Yeah. Are you sure? Or they are going to add. I don't know if they put because it in. Because Google but I... has their own chat GPT competitor that they call Bard. So I would be surprised if Google is. Oh, no, no, no. Home, like Home Assistant. Oh, sorry. Home Assistant. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking like Google Home. I was thinking Google Assistant. Yeah, I saw no, that no, they no. have voice commands. It's not chat GPT though. But I thought they're adding like, maybe I'm reading, maybe I read something wrong, but I thought I remember seeing something where they were like. Yeah, like a month, adding... a month ago they added support for voice. So you can have like a voice assistant through Home Assistant that isn't Alexa or Google or whatever. But it was like their homebrewed one. It wasn't ChatGPT. Because in order to get ChatGPT to work, you need an API for it. And to have an API for it, you have to pay for like the ChatGPT OpenAI premium account, which is like 20 US bucks a month in order to get access to the API. And they just made the API public like a week ago. So you couldn't you couldn't integrate ChatGPT into anything until like a week or so ago. Oh. Open AI is what they have, what they added. I don't know if that's the Open same AI as chat. Is, they make chat GPT, but they've made, like, we're on chat GPT 3, so it depends on which chat GPT they're using because there's three different completed models right now with number three being the most useful. But I don't know how useful that would... I mean, it would probably be somewhat useful. The problem with chat GPT 3, which a lot of which I don't know if a lot, but I think a lot of people hear people talk about chat GPT and hear about all the crazy stuff they can do, but not a lot of people realize <clears throat> that chat GPT is capped. It's capped in terms of uh, the learning models that it used from. So yep. it has a wealth of knowledge all the way up until the end of 2021, I believe. I think you're right. That's but that's the cap. That's where they stopped the uh the machine learning like model and everything where they're scraping the web for information and stuff. So anything after 20 so anything 2022 and beyond, if you ask it a question about like Kanye's recent anti-semitic bullshit, like it's not going to know what you're talking about because it doesn't have any information past the end of the year 2021. Okay. So it it can still do a lot of cool things and tell you a lot of cool stuff, but it's not the most up-to-date information. And that's why people like Microsoft have implemented it. It's in beta testing right now. You have to like sign up to get special access to it. And like, it's a long list to get access to it, but mm -hmm. they're taking that model and using it to scrape the internet with Bing search. That's all that you, but that's if you spend a, they put billions into chat GPT. Right. So if I, you can integrate it with home assistant, I'd be curious to see which model they're using chat GPT one, two or three. And if they're using three, it's three, it is three. Yep. You're going to have mm -hmm. to pay 20 bucks a month to get access to that API to pull it into your home assistant. And at that point, you're still going to be capped to that limit of information. Yeah. Honestly, if someone made like some fucking Iron Man Jarvis thing, there I would has pay twenty bucks him. Huh? There has. There is a guy. Oh what? <sighs> yeah, I'll I'll see if I can. F I saw the video. 
if I find it, I'll I'll send it to you. Um, that, that would be like the dream with like smart home is like having some like Jarvis thing that you can just fucking like query and like be like yo fucking remind me to do this and then it fucking talks to you and shit. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the link. But that's exactly what this one guy did on on YouTube. Is he fucking? Huh. Oh goddamn. Yeah. It's not as super duper awesome as one would think, but he he did integrate a Jarvis using his home assistant and I think a bunch of uh uh Echo Dots, I think, if oh, I remember correctly. Okay. I'd have to go back and watch the video. But I remember I came across it at one point and I was like, I want that. Yeah. And I didn't I just never followed through with it. It was gonna be a lot of work and it was pretty limited in its capacity, but the sure. the groundwork has been laid for for people to do that. Huh. Interesting. I will definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did you try cryo utilities for your Steam Deck yet? I have not. Oh, but yeah. I, I've mainly only been playing like one or two games on my Steam Deck, like the ones that I've been playing. So, and they've been running fine. So, like I, I just haven't found a reason to fuck around with it yet. But. Oh uh, yeah, I can understand having a game that runs fine and not wanting it to run better. That makes sense. I've just more been lazy where I've just been like, eh. It's like a <laughs> five-minute procedure, if oh, that. Yeah. Okay. And it's not complex. It's like literally like if you watch his video, he's like, okay, here's how we install it. On your Steam Deck, open the web browser, type this in, scroll down, hit download. It's going to download this thing. Drag it on your desktop double click it it's going to launch the program it's going to ask for a couple permissions you say yes and you're done oh that's okay. like the whole process like the whole installation took less than five minutes and if you by some odd chance have a negative performance impact you just, you just relaunch the app and right in the bottom it says i don't want this anymore like get rid of it kind of thing you click that and it resets all the values that it changed in your steam deck back to the default default and uninstalls it and there's no like right. tweaking. It's not like you have to install it and then every game make some adjustments. What it's doing is it's changing like your memory, uh, memory limits on the Steam so it's Deck. Like and it's like overclocking. Yeah, essentially. Like it's not even that. Like it's changing your RAM buffer size. It's changing how much RAM it shares with the CPU at any given time. Uh, and it's creating a special. Like I think the Steam Deck gives you like one gig of like a, a memory overflow onto the SSD to keep like shaders and um, background objects and stuff cached because that stuff sure. gets cached into your RAM, into your memory. And it, okay. your Steam Deck gives you like what, like a, a one or a half gig buffer or when that happens, it can overflow into and use some of your SSD. It resizes hmm. that limit. So you have more room to cache stuff. So like your draw distance will be further. There'll be less stuttering if you go into an area where there's lots of stuff going on, so on and so forth. Hmm. But yes, the whole probably... the whole procedure is like five minutes. If you you can watch the video is twenty minutes long, but that's just because he sits there and goes, okay, now that it's installed or whatever, like this is what everything is. This is what I am changing and tweaking and why I'm tweaking it and what it does. Oh, okay. And he explains in detail every little thing that that cryo utility does. But the actual installation of it, if you're like, no, I trust you, I'm just going to install this. It's it's less than five minutes. Oh, okay. I'll probably install that later this afternoon then. So, yeah. I, I've heard, like, I think I saw, uh, it was a Reddit thread, and someone was 
and people are basically like it's kind of like criminal how much this improves certain games <laughs> i well because i was playing spider-man and i play that game on average around the 30 to 40 frame mark but if i get into like it, a like certain areas when i swing into them because it's like it's an open world spider-man game it, right and there's like explosions and car chases and a bunch of people on the streets and stuff I'd get like frame dips down to like five or 10 frames for a couple of seconds before it kind of like caught back up. Haven't had that issue. Like I've huh. in Spider-Man anyway, I've like had no noticeable frame drops in any of the high populous, high environment kind of areas. It's been pretty impressive. Me. Cause yeah, I remember, <clears throat> I think it was, I can't remember what the thread was, but there were some people that were saying like, depending on the game, like, the performance increases like ridiculous where it's just like huh all right that just runs 100 percent better yeah so <clears throat> i'll probably try that out so well, well worth it and like i said if something happens where it makes things worse which i haven't actually read anything where anyone said it's actually been worse you it's like double click this button and it's reset it's gone interesting i will definitely install that i also have you changed your bootloader yet? No. Oh my lanta. Change. That's where you can do the uh like the video when it turns on? Yeah. There's like a you just have to download an app. I've seen it, yeah. And uh once you download the app, you just like scroll through and click which ones you want. All right. And it'll install it for you. Like there's some guides where it's like Download the video on and you have to like save it in this specific folder and it has to be named this certain thing, but they've streamlined it. Or it's just an app, basically. Yeah, you just download this fucking app, scroll through to which one you want, and then you click it and it goes, cool, it's installed. And then that, boom. Mm. That's it. That's your new... Uh... New boot screen? Yeah. I will have to try that too. I think it was this... Yes. Uh, copy. I'll send you this. Because there's one in here. Yeah. In the Steam Deck repo site. I fucked around with the Matrix one for a bit. Like if you click that link oh, I just yeah, sent sure. you. That one I used for a while because I liked it. Same with the Take On Me one. But there's oh, one. Yeah. If you go to the second page, there's the Steam Deck and it looks like the Futurama logo. That's the one I'm oh, currently yeah. running. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you th so this repo, you click any of the videos, you can see, like, you can hit play and see what they're going to look like. Of course, there's a Pornhub one. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see what they look like. Oh, yeah. They, but somewhere on this site, it tells you just go to the, uh, whatever the app store is on, like, the desktop mode, like, Steam oh, yeah, yeah. OS, like Linux has that app store that's built into it. You just download their app. And when oh. you open it up, it's, it'll show you like, Hey, which ones do you want? And you're like, Oh, I want this one. And then you click it and it goes, cool. Installed done. That's it. That's all yeah. there is to it. It's like two fucking clicks. And then next time you turn on your steam deck, it'll play this video instead of the old steam deck one. I will definitely install that. Yeah. It was <laughs> super, super easy and super nice that you can just quickly swap in and added like different like loading screens yeah honestly like everything with the steam deck is fucking amazing 
<laughs> and they keep adding new ones. Like, I haven't even seen this Rugrats one, but now I'm super curious. Yeah. Anyway, yes, check that out, because it was also, like, the Cryo Utilities was five minutes. This, like, change your intro video was less than five minutes. It, all of these things are just, like, double-click, yes, accept, done. That's, like, because I added, uh, like, after this, just the, the Steam Deck in general, because I think last time we recorded, I had ordered it, but it got delayed. Oh, yes, and... I remember when you were so adamant about wasting your money on such a stupid device. Yes, um, the thing is fucking amazing. It's definitely changed Every, the way I game. It is a hundred percent. I think I, I've had it for about a month now and I think I've used it every day. I haven't quite used or, it every day. Or like damn near mm. close to it, but and yeah, I, it's, it's mind blowing how fucking well made and well put together that thing is. Yes. And how it runs games modern triple a games just totally fine yeah. how it fucking accessible the whole thing is like i did that uh to get like all my realms on it it was like kind of like the two things you talked about it was like five or ten minutes and then it was just fucking in my steam library yeah <laughs> fucking i booted up uh installed the heroic thing because i wanted to get some epic games on it five ten minutes and it was installing it right into steam as an on Steam game, yeah. fucking the only thing that I had to fuck around with was getting uh, my Epic saves synced up, and that took a little bit of fucking around. But yeah, like I did that and booted up Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and it had my save, and I just started playing. I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's pretty fucking every, stellar. Every it's totally changed how I play games, like for the better. Yeah, and and it's. It's an incredible piece of hardware that is like absolutely ridiculous. What you like for me, I got the $500 one, like the base one. Yeah. And just a SD card. Fucking load times are decent. Like my only complaint with it is battery life, but that totally makes sense. Given what it is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But even like playing like a modern AAA game like Spider Man. You probably get like two hours. Like that's totally fine. Well, and, and like for me, that's a perfect use case because my problem was is like I pick up all these games, <clears throat> and sometimes I just want to play a game. Sometimes I yeah. just want to tune out and do my own thing. But a lot of the times, I use gaming as like a way to be social because I don't yeah. like going out and I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't party. So like. I don't want to go out and do that stuff. So like, I have a lot of friends that play games. So like, I'll still sit down at my main, my main rig here and fire up call of duty and play some war zone with a bunch of people and visit and bullshit and all that other stuff. where we <clears throat> squad wipe, you know, preteens. Totally. But that being said, because when I want to socialize, I only have a handful of games that like I have a group of people that play routinely to socialize with. So my Steam library, it just fills up because like when you see a good deal on the Steam sales, yeah. I think I've got 150 games in my Steam, li Steam library presently. And I would say at least 60 or 70% of them, I haven't even fucking played. But that's just because like most of the time I want a social game. So like I'm not going to go back and play Knights of the Old Republic because you're not playing that with anyone. 
Yep. So I just don't play that kind of stuff. But like with the Steam Deck, now I have all my Steam library. I have it on there. I can play all these games. And instead of like crawling into bed and swiping through Reddit for an hour before I actually put my phone down and go to sleep, I'll just sit there and I'll play 45 minutes of Exodus Redux, get to a save yep. point, and then put my Steam Deck down. So I'm actually totally. starting, I'm playing more games and I'm playing all these games that I've wanted to play, but just don't push myself to play because there's no social aspect to it. So I'm 100%. finally like clearing out the back catalog. Yep. And, um, and all the these games, way. yeah, all these games that they're like verifying with Steam Deck, like Cyberpunk is officially Steam Deck verified. Yep. Like it was rife with so many issues when it first launched that I gave up on that game. I'm going to go yep. back and I'm finally going to play and beat Cyberpunk and it's probably going to be on my Steam Deck. Oh, totally. And same it's... with, I really want to play Hogwarts Legacy. I'm probably yep. going to beat that on my Steam Deck. Same with Atomic Heart. Like I have all these games I want to play. Now I can. Totally. Totally. Like I am the same way. I just looked at my Steam library and I have 500 games and it was a ton of those. Like probably 75% of that is played or not played. Sorry. So it's just like, yeah. It's totally changed how I play games. Like, I play so much more, and, like, my issue is, like, I sit at a desk all day for work. It's like when I get done work, I don't want to sit at another desk and play games. That's fair. Right? I kind of just want to, like, sit on my couch, throw on the TV, and, like, kind of decompress from the workday and zone out. Yeah. And being able to just, like, throw on a TV show and then boot up the Steam Deck and keep playing, you know, the game that I was playing all day yesterday on my big screen. Just in my hand mm -hmm. fucking awesome well, and, you know? I, and they nailed it so good with not even just like the portability and stuff like I'm, my, my only real complaint is sometimes it can be a little fucking heavy so it's like yeah you're definitely resting it on your legs or something like that when you play it's not the end of the world but like nope. bluetooth compatibility right out the gate which is something the switch didn't have which was a big gripe of mine when i did own a switch way back in the day yep but they nailed it with the like hey Let's not just make this a handheld. Let's do a dock as well so that someone can park this on their big screen TV, sync their Xbox or PlayStation controller to it, and then play big screen mode too. Like Totally. Brilliant. And <clears throat> I've, I've seen tons of people on the subreddit where they've like been like, yeah, I sold my console and this is just like what I play now. And they're just like, I can play it handheld. And then they are just like, yeah, I want to play this on my TV yeah doc <laughs> like and away you go yeah and it's it's an incredible piece of hardware yeah and everything i've thrown at it has fucking worked like with minimal fuck around like i wanted to get a couple of non let's say non-steam games <laughs> from my main computer onto it and found a method on the subreddit and someone was like yeah just drag and drop your install Fuck around, find a Proton version that works. I was like, all right. <laughs> Done. Perfect. It works fine. You know, the only issue with that is you can't sync saves, but you can totally download a program to do that. Yeah. So it's like... Which that. is something, by the way, that this uh, Cryo Utilities has. You, It's optional. It's one of the optional things, but you can set up a way to do uh, cloud saves between your main computer and your Steam Deck. For non-Steam oh, games in Cryo That's going to be an instant install for me then because I've been... I The only reason I haven't set up save syncs yet is because I didn't want to set up the program that I was going to use it with. 
But if that's just built into that, then I'm totally fucking going to do that. I don't know how well it works or what the, in the video he talks about setting it up, but I was like, I don't really need this. I'm not too worried about it. Right. But it is a thing in the crowd utilities. He talks about how you can save, do save syncs uh, for stuff that isn't through like the steam cloud and make it work. I am definitely going to look into that. Cause if there's a less involved way of me doing that, then I'm definitely going to do that. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the thing is, it's fucking, it's amazing. And to be able to like, like you talked about the emulation part of it before. And like, that's granted, I haven't fucked around too much with that. But like, I've also been making my way through GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64 and like just booting that up and all the controls worked. And it was like, all right, it took me a minute to like figure out how they map the controls. But after that, fucking perfectly playable. Mm -hmm. Save, put it down and then jump into another game like to have that all in one is is ridiculous yeah yeah it's so it 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 really is fantastic and my whole train of thought when it first came out is i was like well i want one but that's just because i'm a fucking tech addict yeah and i like sat down and thought about it i'm like i don't play enough games as it is and i certainly don't play like enough to warrant needing it to be on the go like when i'm at home i usually stick to one or two games that my friends are currently playing so i was like this doesn't make sense to buy. I'm not going to do it. And then I just had to. I was like, okay, well, I got gift cards. I got Steam cards. Like, I've got enough. I can buy this now. Let's go with it. And I'm completely changed the way I, I game. Yep. It definitely allows me to game more, more frequently, get through the back catalog. And it's so nice to, yeah, be mobile with it. And I think it's going to be super duper handy, especially when my kid shows up here where it's yep. like, okay, cool, like, I need to rock the child, I can put the child in one arm and sit in the rocking chair and, like, play my Spider-Man, right? Instead of sitting there yep. watching YouTube or something, like, I'll still be able to... Yeah. 100%. It absolutely I, was an amazing purchase. Yeah, you're going to love it when that time comes because I've seen so many people, like, on the subreddit in that exact situation where it's just like, yeah, no, this is totally a, a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, I regret nothing. I absolutely love it. It's... Yeah. It's one of the best things that has happened to gaming in I don't know how long. And it honestly, it it doesn't make complete sense at this point to go forward with it, but it gives me a little little bit of a, a spark that maybe Valve will reintroduce the Steam Machine. Yeah. Cause like it's... way way back in the day when my friend was trying to convince me to get into PC gaming because he really wanted me to play Arma with the DayZ mod. Mm-hmm. Like, well over a decade ago. I was like, ah, I don't know. A decent gaming p- machine was going to be a ton of money. So then I saw Steam machines, and, like, not only did Valve make one, but you could get one from Alienware. Dell, like, made their own, and Asus made their own. Like, their MSI made their own. And then I ended up not doing it, and I went with a gaming computer anyway. But, like, I always liked the idea of having a Steam machine that was just a console that's plugged into your... <clears throat> and I love the idea even more so now. Like, I get you could dock the Steam, but if you built a Steam machine, you could it have... a little bit more beefier. Yes, you could put some more horsepower into it and then keep it docked and then keep everything synced and streamed. And if it's on Steam, then I love the fact... Because there are some games that, like, for the vast majority of the games I play... Most of it is on my, like sitting at my desk on my ultra wide. And like, sure. I don't know if I'd ever play like a first person shooter, not on my ultra wide. Like, I don't think I could go back to a TV, 
that being said, you play some games like I imagine Atomic Heart, or if I was to go back and play Bioshock, I would want to just like laze on the couch, look up at the big screen, and just lay there with a the controller in my hand. Yep. So I like the idea of a Steam machine being able to do that. It makes me want a Steam Link because I could do it with this, like my home network, everything is attached and it's all gigabyte, yep. like through the actual internet, but everything in my house is two and a half gig for just on mm. my own personal network. Like uh, they don't make steam steam links anymore. So you have to buy them off eBay. You don't know if they're going to work and people want like $200 for them. Cause they don't make them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way because for the last couple of years, like I rarely play games like on my ultra void. I've ran an HDMI to my like home theater in the past years. Cause I was like very much like, I just want to sit on the couch with a controller. Like I don't want to be hunched over at a desk unless I'm playing like certain games. I'll still play on my ultra wide, but okay. Mostly, mostly like if it's a mouse and keyboard game that I want, like those controls. Like, so like if I play like Daisy or satisfactory, like I'll play that at my computer. Cause it's like, I want the keyboard mouse thing, mm -hmm. but for the most part, like I, <clears throat> I just run an HDMI cable right to the home theater and Bluetooth, the Xbox controller and away I go. Fair enough. But, yeah, I think if they did... Man, if they came out with, like, a $500 fucking comparable <laughs> console-style thing, I think that would, like, fucking murder the console market if it took off. I don't know if it would murder, because I think the Xbox and PlayStation has such a large following. Like, the PlayStation's still one of the best-selling consoles of all time. Totally. Like the PS3, I think, is the best-selling console of all time still. Yeah. It still is holding that title over the Switch, despite how much the Switch is sold. So I don't know if it would kill that market, but I think with them introducing, or not introducing, but having this dock mode for the Steam Deck is their way of testing the water to get a feel for like how many people are playing handheld versus how many people are playing docked. Mm -hmm. And if enough people are playing docked, then I think Steam stands a real, a real shot of entering the quote-unquote console market. Totally. Yeah, and like now that they have a ton of beta testers to help work through the kinks and get Proton working, and like that was the other thing. Like back when Steam Machines were a thing, Proton was still in its infancy, so mm -hmm. it was super hit and miss. You might yeah. get some games that work fine, but you're going to get a ton that don't, and you couldn't make or release a console to compete with Xbox or PlayStation until you're able to say, hey... We most of yeah shit works there's gonna be a couple unfortunately sorry but the vast majority will play with no problems or minimal issues and yeah. i think once they smooth that out especially with all the feedback from the steam deck totally i th I think it's possible i think they might be able to go okay cool we'll order a, a newer custom apu from from uh amd and we'll throw a like an efficient, low-cost AMD GPU and GPU in there. Yep. Get your own custom motherboard, and and boom, now you're in the game. And everyone else uses AMD anyway. Like Xbox and PlayStation yep. both use AMD GPUs, yep. so it's not impossible for them to put something out that has comparable hardware. Nope. The hold up is keeping it in the affordability range, like in that five hundred dollar ish, and making yep. Proton work. Totally, totally. Which I, I think they've already done both of those things. I think because they just need to smooth the edges around it, right, and figure out if it's actually worth it to make. Yeah, 
because the, I set up box, right? And I think the beauty of it is if you're like, hey, you can play the vast majority, like other than exclusives, but the exclusives from PlayStation eventually come to PC anyway. Yep. But hey, we're also going to put on here Xbox Game Pass Ultimate streaming service. So buy our Steam machine. You can play the Xbox library. No problem. You can play the Steam library, which is the largest library in the world. And if you have patience, mm-hmm. you can play the PlayStation exclusives if you're willing to wait six months to a year. Totally. But then you throw in the fact that if it's a computer, which it is, hey, whatever controller you want. You like the Nintendo yep. Switch, like you like the Nintendo Switch Pro controller? Bluetooth mm-hmm. that. That's fine. You like the Xbox controller? That's fine. You can use that. You're a diehard PlayStation fan? Bluetooth that. You yep. have access to the libraries of all the consoles plus emulation if you want it, plus you pick any controller you want at any point. Yep. And we're going to sell that to you in a box for $500. Like, yeah, that's a win Mm -hmm. on a win on a win on a win on a win. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, they're checking all the right stuff with this thing. It's, it's, it's amazing what they've done with the steam deck. The, like I said, I think the only complaint I've had is battery life, but I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I really want is I would fucking love if Game Pass was actually, like, integrated into Steam, like, kind of like the Ubisoft. And, and not EA. just a browser. Yeah, because it's like, I would love to locally install my Game Pass games, because, like, Atomic Card is a great example. Where, like, I booted it up on, like, the streaming thing, and I played a little bit of it, and I was like, okay, like, this runs... F- like the Xbox streaming stuff works very well. Like I've one day I played like 10 hours of grounded just lying in bed. Cause I wasn't feeling good. So I was like, I'm just going to play this crafting game and it totally worked fine streaming, but there was issues mm-hmm. and it's like a local install would fix all of those issues. Right. So it's like, but I don't know if Xbox is actually going to do that. I really hope they do. Yeah. I don't know. That's, <clears throat> that's the interesting part of this whole double edged sword because Part of the thing that makes the Steam Deck so great is you get the Steam library and you can use Xbox Game Pass, their streaming service and stuff like that. And Sony's been really good with taking their exclusives and releasing them on PC because they're like, oh, we already have the PlayStation market. We'll just get more share by allowing PC players to do this. If Valve throws out a Steam box that lets you play Xbox or PlayStation or Steam games, plus you can install the Epic store through like heroic launcher and you can throw emulation on there through like emulation station and stuff like that. Maybe PlayStation goes, okay, these guys are actually biting into our console market share. Maybe we don't make it so enticing for people to buy a steam box over a PlayStation. And maybe Microsoft goes the same thing. Like, Hey, this is fine. We are PC. Microsoft is PC, but you're not running Microsoft on your fucking steam box you're running linux so we're not making any money off of this and now people are going to buy steam boxes instead of xboxes because yep. they can play our shit and they don't need to buy our console like i could see where it might get into a gray area and maybe things might go the other way and maybe i don't know there's a lot to yep. take into consideration yeah my only like i guess thought of that it might actually happen is just because of xbox's whole like I guess public strategy with Game Pass and stuff where they're just like, we just want you to play games. We're on Xbox, browser, whatever. Like, 
their whole thing is like we just want you to subscribe to Game Pass. Yeah. But where you play those games doesn't matter. So it's like that's kind of where I'm like, oh, okay, then maybe would they integrate it into Steam? And I mean, when I installed Game Pass streaming onto like the Steam Deck, I did it via a official Microsoft support article, which was like, how do you get Game Pass onto your Steam Deck on yeah. the Microsoft support site? So I was like, clearly they're like, yeah, totally. This is how you do it. And we're going to show you how to do it. We're even going to give you the custom artwork for your library in this article, right? So. But yeah, that's that's really been my only things. Like, I really just want Game Pass locally installed, but who knows if it'll ever happen. But Yeah, fair, fair. I hope it does. But One day. Hopefully one day. Yeah. But yeah, Steam Deck thing is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I do not regret that purchase at all. Because it's just, it continues to fucking... Continues to be wonderful. I agree. All right. So tell me about this privacy lawsuit uh, and Reddit. The gist of it is, is that one of the cable companies is suing Reddit because they think shit is being pirated. They've been pirated discussions that have happened on subreddits. So they're suing Reddit because there's nine people in particular that they want the email addresses, login information, IPs, all that other stuff, so that they can turn around and sue these nine people for discussing piracy. Right. But it's a weird... I was going to say, Reddit is really weird this way. There's something weird about it, though. Because Reddit has decided that they've, like, filed a like a rebuttal, like they're like, no, we're not giving it to you. Like, we'll see you in fucking court. But there's sure. some like super weird stuff about it where it all stems from RCN. RCN. Yeah. Like, I guess RCN is a, like, I have to fucking, I should have refreshed myself on this. So the lawsuit was filed in 2021 against cable company RCN by Bodyguard Productions, Millennium Media, and other film companies because RCN, which is a cable, like an internet provider, okay, allowed downloads of over 34 movies such as Hellboy, Rambo, Hitman Bodyguard, and they're, the movie studios are suing RCM in an attempt to prove that RCN turned a blind eye to users downloading copyrighted materials. So... To prove this, also the movie studios are now suing Reddit because they want the IP addresses and registration and logs from January 1st, 2016 up until now with names, emails, and other registration information for nine users. Huh. But the thing is, is like Reddit has gone through and filed a motion to compel saying like, this isn't fucking true. And the lawsuit is saying like, oh, well, it is true because these guys discussed piracy on your subreddit and they're RCN subscribers. And we're suing RCN because they allowed pirating. So it's the movie studio suing the internet company. And in order to successfully sue the internet company, they've now filed like a sub lawsuit against subreddit to get the proof that these nine people we're using RCN and pirate like the RCN cable company 
internet company to download these movies and Reddit's going, Hey, we've scrolled through these guys posts and shit like that. They, none of them explicitly state that they use RCN as their internet service provider. Right. So why would we give you this information? Like you're saying we need to hand you over this information as proof in this lawsuit that these are nine people that pirated using RCN and Reddit's going, there's no proof. None of these guys have explicitly stated their RCN. What the fucking movie studios are doing is going, well, Comcast is the biggest internet service provider. RCN is like the third or the fourth biggest. And a lot of these guys in their posts, they talk about how they don't use Comcast and they think Comcast sucks and they hate Comcast. So the movie studios are going, okay, so see right there. They're saying they don't use Comcast, which is the biggest internet service provider. Therefore, they must be using RCN as their internet service. Yeah, it's a massive leap. And that's one of the things that Reddit has kind of like put in their rebuttal where they're like, this is akin to someone saying, I'll never drive a Ford. Therefore, they must be driving an Alfa Romero. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at an article, too, and. Even Reddit says, like, some of these comments that you're telling us about just say my internet provider. They yeah. don't mention anyone by name. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, okay. So, like, yeah. Man, if this, if anything came of this, there would be some subreddits that are gone fucking overnight. Yep. <laughs> like Crackwatch and, and all of that stuff. You know. Yeah. Does, be... does this go anywhere? I mean,. I don't know. I would say in most cases, no, but the whole thing is happening in California and California is a different fucking beast. And And I'm no expert on American law, let alone state specific law. I have no idea what the cases that they're going to bring forth for precedence, but this in and itself will be a case that will set a precedent. Totally. Because that's just it. It's a huge leap for the movie studios to say, Hey, if they're not Comcast, they have to be RCN and RCN has let their users blatantly pirate shit. And this is the proof that we need to fucking sue RCN. So we need to sue you for this information. Like that is a huge leap because there are multiple internet service providers and considering none of these people that they're going after for their information, who've basically on Reddit admitted to pirating movies, but nowhere stated what. So like they're reaching hard. They're super reaching hard. And this is also extra weird because it's right around when Reddit is trying to go public. So <laughs> that adds an extra layer of what's going to happen, right? Well, from, you know. from what I've read, the First Amendment in the States covers online anonymity. I would sure should hope so. So if that's the case, one could argue you don't have enough proof this isn't costing you damages. You need, there has to be some kind of burden of proof. Like the totally. mov- movie studios just can't be like, all right, this one user on the internet said he pirated it. We need all of his information to find out if it's related to these internet service providing companies that we're going to try and sue for pirating movies. Yeah. That's a very dangerous slope. <laughs> yes. It's, it's an incredibly slippery and dangerous fucking slope. Um, I'm very curious where this goes. Cause this is, yeah, that w- this would set a fucking crazy precedent. 
100%. And, like, the ironic part is, is, like, every time these movie studios try to do something to combat piracy, I swear to God, all they end up doing is promote piracy. Well, and this is, uh, being that we were talking about the Steam Deck, it's, here's the thing, is piracy isn't a content problem, it's a service problem. Yeah. Gabe Newell talks about this all the time. He's like, if you can provide a service that is better and easier than pirating, people won't pirate. And he was like, that's been our goal with Steam, is to make it easy for you to buy and play games. There's a reason I have a Steam library with 500 games. Yeah. Right? Like, given the option, I will buy it on Steam. Yes, 100%. So it's like, it's, yeah. And that's just it. Like, that's the funny thing is, like, piracy was on its way down when like Netflix and prime and stuff were there. But then because everyone's branching off and everyone is charging 20 plus dollars for their service, we're back up to cable. Piracy's happening again. Oh, totally. And like, I'll be the first to admit like back in the day, I totally sailed the high seas and then Netflix and all that came around. And I was like, beautiful. I'll just pay 30 bucks a month and get all my shit. It's easy and it's convenient. Yeah. And so I did that. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a service problem and no one seems to understand that except for people like Gabe Newell, who is like, yeah, that's why steam <laughs> has a shit ton of money well, that was, and is really successful. It was reminiscent of when one of the major IPTV providers got taken down Yep, and like most people had no idea like what that even was. And then it was all over the headlines and they're like, hold on. You can just pay someone nine bucks a month and have access to a thousand plus live real time satellite and cable channels from all over the world. Yep. And like, cool. You guys took that one down, but all that did was a bunch of people realized that that was a thing. And then they just look for the alternatives. Totally. I mean, like, totally. I, like, I happen to know several people that let's just say they're not uh, young and hip with it. They're right. not the type of people that are like learning how to pirate and downloading like Qubit torrent or whatever the handbrake or whatever the torrent clients are these days. They're yep. not like downloading torrents and like figuring out how to set up ske- sketchy connections. They heard this was a thing, did a couple of quick Google searches, found a site paid the $10 and got sent a streaming stick with it already installed. And now they're not paying for satellite or cable or streaming services because they have thousands and thousands of fucking channels at their disposal on a stick and everything was done for them. Yep. So yep. like the funny thing is, is like the more intense pirating, like, yeah, sure. That's probably likely done by like the younger generation and the more technically enthused generation, but like the super blatant, ridiculous pirating is happening by the fucking geriatrics because old people yeah. are tired of paying $200 between their cable and their fucking streaming services. So they find someone that'll send them a streaming box with everything loaded on it and they just got to fucking pay this guy 10 bucks a month through PayPal? 100%. Like, my fucking boomer parents always bitch about their fucking cable bill and how they never get anything for the 150 bucks they pay. And I can guarantee you if I sent them the fucking IPTV thing and was like, yo, if you just pay these guys 10 bucks in a kind of sketchy way, you'll just get everything. They would probably 100% sign up. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like it's when the service problem of piracy 
is solved and fixed and fucking the old people that live and die by cable are using it, that's when you know you got a fucking problem. Yes. Right? Like, at, at that point, like, if you're a studio and you look at that and you don't, like, look at it and go, like, huh, maybe we're the problem? Like, at that point, you're just blatantly ignorant mm-hmm. about it, right? To the point that, like, solve the fucking problem and you'll solve the other problems that are coming with it, right? Like, it's... Yeah. They won't, though, because... No. It's almost everyone who sits at the top of these companies, the board members, the CEOs, the COOs, even the CTOs. Yes, they're like old geriatric boys club. It's like, yeah, cool. I got this job because I used to fucking, I was the CEO of this like multi-million dollar corporation, you know, back in the eighties. And now they're the CEO of a streaming service or a cable company or whatever. And they're, that's it. They're like, well, back in my day, this is how it worked. Okay. Well, you have to be progressive as technology changes, as demand changes, you need to adapt to that. And they don't, but they all have to answer to shareholders and keep their stock prices fucking high. So they're like, ah, fuck people are unsubscribing in fucking droves. We can't get new people to pay for our shitty cable services, but we have to somehow surpass last quarter's fucking profits. Okay. Price is going up. That's the easy, quick fix solution. And they keep putting these little bandaid fixes on it to keep their stock prices fucking high. Otherwise the CEO is out of a job if they're constantly reporting quarterly losses. So they just keep doing this shit, which just in turn pushes more people away. And it's like, it's one thing if they like raise the prices and they're like, okay, cool. Now let's solve this fucking problem. But it's these constant bandaid fixes that like the people who are like, well, this is annoying, but I'm going to stick it out. Whatever. It's $2 more. I'll be fine. Well, and then it's another $2 and then another $2 and now it's extra service fees. And now it's the same price, but you're going to lose these additional services unless you pay more. And then you're permanently driving those people away. And you're permanently losing business. And then they're scrambling to find means to make more money. And they're literally just they're quite literally digging a hole deeper and yep. deeper and deeper instead of just solving the problem. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's, it's weird to sit here. Like we both grew up in the primetime cable stuff where it was yep. cable. And then, we also were there when streaming started and now we're here at this point where it's like streaming is coming full circle with this bullshit. Like it's fascinating to, I guess it shows how fucking old we are too, but it's, it's fascinating to see like a full cycle, like get killed. And then another cycle at the tail end of like the original problems. Like it, it it's infuriating because we're also living through it, but it's mm-hmm. also fascinating at the same time to see, just how, and I think the thing that comes down is just how fucking ignorant a lot of these leaders are. Where they're just—it's exactly that. It's like these fucking old, out of touch people that are just have no idea how to solve these problems because they don't think it's a problem. And it's like actually, look at some people that have done this right. You know, I use Steam as an example because they've been the most public about it, right? But well, as the older generation starts to like. And but no other politically correct or better way to say it as they start dying off. But yeah, totally. And that there goes the rest of it. Like the vast majority of people I know don't own cable. They're not nope. paying Shaw or Telus for TV. 
matter of factly, I would say the only people I know who still use like satellite or cable television are like the people I know that are in their 50s, 60s. 100%. I can't think of any any person that I personally know that's like under the age of like 50 that actually has cable TV. The, the, like almost none of them. None of my friends pay for any of that stuff. They just nope, use the streaming only... services. But it's funny because they say history repeats itself, which is exactly what it was because people got fed up with cable and streaming was a better option. It was more viable. It was cheaper and you got more bang for your buck at a lower cost. And now we're seeing that the streaming services are basically repeating the doom cycle that cable was. Totally. And the other like aspect to this is, I don't know if it's just me because of, of the circles of, like we're in, like with the tech stuff, but there seems to be like an increasingly idea of owning your shit and like being able to have it. Right. Yes. And that's not there with a lot of stuff. So like, here's a great example is I was over at my parents the other day, just chit chatting. And we were talking about, cause I had, they had wanted me a while ago to order them all the Yellowstone DVDs. Cause they were like, we want these so that we can watch them wherever they are. If they're out camping and it's raining, they want to throw them on. Or if they're at home, they can throw them on. And they were trying to figure out how to watch the new season. And they were like, the video on demand for their cable didn't have it. But they had the channel, and they were like, why don't we have this? And they got super frustrated because it was rolled into Paramount Plus. And they are like, well, we're not paying 20 bucks a month for this. So they fucking paid 20 bucks to the cable company to have, like, to own it. And I was like, okay tell me before you do that next time because <laughs> yeah. you don't own that. Like you're not going to be able to take that with you if you cancel cable, right? Like it's going to be gone with that, but it's just like, yeah. And I think the, you see that with streaming too, is like people will be like, Oh, I'm halfway through the office and then it fucking leaves or whatever. And they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, I want to be able to watch my show, you know? And I think that's also increasing with the rise of piracy is people are like, I want my shit. And I want to be able to watch it whenever I want to watch it and not have it go to another streaming platform or fucking whatever, right? So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that was just like, and I understand the logic in it. So, like, this may be a bad example, but, like, the one that comes to mind is Westworld's no longer on HBO Max. Totally. Like, so it's like, okay, you're you're an HBO Max subscriber because you want to watch all the great stuff because HBO puts out some amazing television and film. And you're like, cool, last or Westworld, I'm going to start in on this. And then you wake up and all of a sudden you're halfway through season two or three. And it's and gone. now it's just not on there. Yeah. It's like fucking what? It's like, like, yeah, it's which like, so like it's, it sucks. Like in that, that's a bad example. Cause I understand, like I read an article as to why they did it. And it was so mm -hmm. that by taking it off and removing like the HBO exclusive exclusivity to it, they could then basically sell the rights so that Netflix and prime and all these other places could pick it up and they're going to grow the audience because like the big totally. ones are prime and Netflix. Everyone else is kind of niche with lower subscriber numbers. So you shop it out, more people watch it. Like that's, that's a good thing, but yeah, totally. But at the same time I get it. It's infuriating and it's, it's no different than prime and Apple were under fire, like within the last year or two, because you can buy 
digital videos on their platform and they lost the rights to have it. So if you bought, if you paid $25 for this movie on Amazon prime, okay, now it's gone. Okay. Well, what the hell? I paid $25. Like I didn't rent this. I'm not paying your streaming service. I bought a digital copy of this and now it's gone. Totally. Totally. And it's, a lot of people don't understand that. Like my parents were a great example when they bought that season of Yellowstone. I was, I was like, if you ever switch from Telus, like that's it's gone, gone. <laughs> right? Like, so it's like, yeah. Well, same with and the. There was a couple it, of those Disney movies on Disney Plus where you could buy them for twenty five or thirty dollars, but if you cancel Disney Plus, you don't own that movie. You own totally. that movie as long as you're a subscriber. To Disney totally. Plus, but if you cancel Disney Plus, that $30 movie that you legitimately bought is no longer yours. Oh, totally. And it's and it's funny too, because like n- me and you understand that because we're like we're into all of this shit. But if you ask the average person, hey, if you buy this on a service, do you think you own it? Most people are gonna say yes. Most people are gonna go, Yeah, I bought that, it's mine. And then if you tell them, like, well, actually, if you cancel, you don't have it anymore, they'll be like, well, what do you mean? I paid for it. Yeah. Right? So it's like most people fundamentally, like, don't know that that's a thing when it, in turns, increasingly, it is a thing, right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, unless I get a link to download, like, a MKV or whatever, like, a file format for that movie where I can put it on a hard drive or put it on a thumbstick and keep it stored away... Without needing some kind of online connectivity to call to the server to confirm that the copy I have is a properly purchased one. Because I've also heard that there, I can't remember which one I read about it a while ago, but there was a company, same thing, selling VOD kind of stuff. You buy the movie, you can download the video onto your computer, but every so often it had to do like a call out to the internet to authenticate your account to that movie because it had like keys built into the fucking film. Okay, cool. Well, then it's still not your movie because if you downloaded it, sure, let's say you put it on a thumb drive and you go out into the bush and it wants like, okay, we need to authenticate this to make sure this is legit. Well, now it can't. And now yep. you can't watch this movie that you allegedly bought. Like if you buy a movie, you should be able to watch it whenever, wherever, without internet, without a connection, without any of that crap. Totally. And there's like, there's very few companies that, allow you to buy it and then just download it and it's yours yeah right you know gog is a great example with video games right like if you buy something from there you straight up just download it and it's yours forever you know but other than that like you to get over that mentality you either have to a trust the company that they're not going to take it away right you know like i trust valve that they're not just going to nuke my steam library one day Mm -hmm. you know and they've their actions have made me be like okay i trust them with that but like a cable company, if I wanted to buy a movie, no, I don't, I wouldn't even trust Apple if I bought a movie there. Right. You know? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's crazy yeah, and frustrating. Yep. So it's, so yeah, that was a little bit long winded from the Reddit lawsuit, but whatever. It was a good conversation. Yeah. So. I'll be curious what happens with that rated lawsuit. Yeah, that's going to be a big deal. That's definitely something to watch. But same with the, I've been 
waiting to hear like that bill c31 up here in canada the internet privacy fucking bullshit oh or not yeah. internet privacy the uh because that's on it's like that's close to becoming finalized isn't yeah they're, they're still fighting a little bit back and forth on it but i hate i hate it yeah i hate the idea that i can't watch whatever i want up in canada in my own fucking country and i hate the anti bill one where they'll like oh yeah we're just gonna let this fucking non-government regulated company decide that this site is bad and block it across all of canada 100 percent. it's i mean there's a lot of horse shit in canada most of it is but like stuff like that is extra fucking greasy when you look at it where it's just like man i can't even watch my youtube get the fuck out of here somebody watches a lot of youtube it's like that's gonna get super fucked with that Mm mm-hmm it's just like, fuck, just don't touch my plex. <laughs> yeah. It, well, like the other crazy thing too is uh, the other one that they're going through right now is with the news. Like where they're passing a bill where like X amount of like Canadian people have to be compensated. Like Canadian newspaper and media companies have to be compensated when their stuff is linked. Like via oh. Google and shit like that, where they're basically trying to force like Apple news and Google news and those kind of places. Like, Hey, if you're going to share this in like Google news, you have to pay CBC for this article that's showing up oh, in your newsfeed. That's going to backfire immediately. Cause you know what Google and Apple news are going to do. They're going to go, well, we're just not going to show your shit, which is exactly what's happening right now. There's a few people like throughout Canada who have, are kind of like in like a beta, like they're not, it's not a, beta in the sense that you can sign up for it but they're just like if we're just going to experiment to see how this goes so there's a bunch of users that like use google news and stuff up here in canada that like when they open their google news feed there are no articles from like the globe like the and the toronto star and cbc and ctv none of those news stories are showing up yeah just to see how it goes yep that that's going to be the answer is like the companies are just going to be like, well, we're just not going to show your shit. And then it'll immediately backfire in Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to open up Google news and there's just going to be no Canadian websites on there. And you're just not going to get yeah. Canadian news in Google. And the crazy yeah. thing is, is like when you click on one of those news stories, it opens up their website on your browser. Yeah. Like inside, like a mini Chrome browser that's running inside the Google news app. So like if I open up, the internet and go to ctv.com and look at the news. It's literally the same thing. Yeah. It's not like it's taking the article out of their website and presenting it in this feed in its own way. It's like, it's just linking you to the fucking source. (laughs) Right. Like it's so Google's making money because there are ads inside Google news. So when you're scrolling through Google news, cause you want to see the news, you're going to see some ads that Google is making money off of because there's ads in their app. Totally. And Canada's going, well, you're making money. People are only opening the news app to read news articles. And those, some of those news articles are Canadian articles and you're making money because people are interested in reading the news, which is stemming from us. We're supplying the news and you're making ad revenue off of it. We need a cut. It's like, okay, yep. cool. No problem. We're just not going to include it. Yeah. Which mm. fucking tough new shit. Also, I uh, fucking, I don't know why this just popped into my head but I didn't link it in their notes, but did you hear about um, some fucking homie that works for LastPass fucking caused the company-wide data breach because their Plex was out of date? Did you hear this? 
No. Okay, so <clears throat> all of last passes like entire vault yeah i knew that because i wiped everything and deleted my last pass when i found that out yeah so it happened again because and this is it's it's fucking insane so dude who worked from home and who was a high level engineer with (laughs) last pass was running a plex that he hadn't updated since like 2018 and in that time, there was a patch that fixed something in Plex, like a security patch, that he didn't have. So some hacker got in through his Plex and installed like a keylogger on his network, which then, in fact, grabbed his like LastPass corporate stuff and therefore took and hacked all of LastPass. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck? And it was just like... I'm not the greatest with updating my shit, but I don't let it go for fucking years. <laughs> no. And if you're some I mean, sort of high-level engineer... like six months old, but... If you're a high-level engineer for a company like LastPass, which is all about password security, I don't know. That just seems like a no-brainer to me that you should keep that stuff up to date. Like, if you're... You should know better. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I read that and was like, huh. <laughs> I am really glad I'm not with LastPass. <laughs> I really yeah. like my Bitwarden. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Which, that one also, doesn't get breached. Yeah. I mean, people self-host their Bitwarden, but I've never been comfortable with that. But I have, Mine's not self-hosted either. Just because I don't want to fuck that up. Like the moment I fuck up a self-hosted password manager is the day I get locked out of everything, and I just don't want that. Yeah. There's certain things I just don't self-host because <laughs> yeah. I want it to work, and password managers are one of those. So that's fair. But, but yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, right? So, but yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot either. But, yeah. Password managers. Mm. Pick a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Then uh, I guess I'll see you on the next one. Sounds good. Later. Peace.